Welcome, welcome, welcome back to my podcast. I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. Available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, pretty much where you can find any podcast you can find 24's podcast. Hold on, there's something missing. There's something missing. Was 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 it not yesterday? Technically, I'm it's I'm recording at like 11:18 on a Monday night, so it's definitely going to be released. I think uh, Tuesday morning, midnight, somewhere around there. So, but yeah, yesterday was Sunday for me. But was it not a cowboy victory last night? Was it not a cowboy victory last night? I gotta play my song. I gotta play my song since it was a cowboy victory last night. It was a Cowboy victory last night. <sighs> How about that Dallas Cowboys? How about Dak Prescott's 405 yards, 158.3 passer rating? How about four touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero sacks, 1-0 on the season? They barely use Zeke Elliott. They are 0-7. They were 0-7 when Zeke didn't rush for 100 yards. He ran for, I think, 60-something yards last night. Guess what they are currently? 1-7 when Ezekiel Elliott doesn't rush for 100 yards. Dak Prescott was phenomenal against the New York Giants. Don't even try and start with me because everybody's saying, well, Dak Prescott played against the New York Giants. Dak Prescott played against the team that's probably not going to make the playoffs. Dak Prescott didn't do anything. Dak Prescott, I don't want to hear it anymore. He can't throw. The guy that can't throw. Just threw for four. What the heck just happened to my song? Play the song. The guy that said, the guy that you've been saying for weeks that he can't throw worth a lick. Just had the perfect passer rating in the league for the first time for the Cowboys in almost 50 years. And in fact, in 50 years, the last guy that did it was a, was a Dallas Cowboy. I don't know his freaking name. But he played for Dallas in 1969. <sighs> you know, I've been, I've been hammering. I'm, I'm watching the Saints versus the Texans. This was supposed to kind of be, you know, a broadcast version of the game. I was supposed to watch it live. But last night... I mean, I was doing the most. You know, I, I had a podcast at 3 o'clock. Technically, yeah, yesterday was a hard day. It was a, it was a work day, even though it was a Sunday. But last night, I mean, you want to talk about... I, not, not even last night. I had a 3 o'clock in the morning podcast. I read my Bible. I didn't go to church. I read my Bible. Read four chapters in Acts. Learned a lot about Paul. Then I read... Then I not even read. Then I watched and casted... The Dallas Cowboy game, I watched the Falcons and Vikings game. I casted the um, the Patriots game for at least the parts that I could watch. Because the game was boring. It was boring me. I knew I was boring you. If I was boring myself, I was like, doggone it, I'm going to sleep. Busy day yesterday. Then after all that stuff, I edited and released a video. You don't need to know about that stuff. You're probably getting, you're probably falling asleep already. But I did, I did do the most yesterday, so I decided, let me take a two-hour nap, that two-hour nap was like at five o'clock, the Saints and the, uh, and the, 
and the Texans played at like six o'clock or something like that, and I took two hours. No, it was like seven or something like that. I took a two-hour nap. My right hand, I don't know what's wrong with it. I feel like I have like carpal tunnel or something on it. I'm icing it up. It's like I just, I don't know. There's a lot of tension there. But I decided, you know what? Let's rest. I shouldn't have rested. I should have been like an like an addict. I should have attacked it. I should have gotten it over with. Should have casted it because I saw the results. You probably know the Saints already won. I already know the Saints already won. I I saw the result. It was like 28-20-something. 28-21, whatever. I saw the result. I spoiled the game for me. I don't know why I can't... It it appeared in my Google feed. It was not my fault. It's not my fault that it appeared in my Google feed. But I saw the result. I will watch it. I will kind of talk about it. I'm I'm like... I think I've, I've seen both... Both guys, both teams kind of have the, their three and outs and stuff like that. How many minutes are in the uh, are in the game in the first quarter? Hold on. Nine minutes in the first quarter. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun's my guy, man. Deshaun, I don't care what anyone says. Deshaun is my guy. I like him. I like him more than I like Carson Wentz. I, I, I really, really do. I don't get why so why so many people are like Deshaun Watson, not Deshaun, excuse me. Carson Wentz is gonna have an MVP year this year. Carson Wentz is gonna be back in MVP form, and I'm like, he was an MVP when Deshaun Watson probably should have been the MVP. Deshaun, everybody loves to forget about Deshaun. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he plays for the Texans. Maybe it's because you know he he's not he's not a loud guy. Maybe it's not because everybody evaluated him highly out of college. Even though I mean he beat Nick Saban's defense twice. Almost really, the only reason why he didn't beat him twice is because the field goal kicker didn't do his doggone job. But that's okay. He didn't get evaluated highly out of college, and so people are like, yeah, you know, he's okay, right? By the way, I, I have an ice pack. That's why I forgot to mention, I have a bag full of ice that has now turned into cold water because all the ice is melted. That's what you hear, like, all the crunching is. It's like a, it's, it's the Ziploc bag, and you're hearing my AC as well. But I love me some Deshaun Watson. I love me, you know, some, some, I, I love a guy who does great against Nick Saban, who is obviously NFL-ready in college, who's obviously a really, really great quarterback. And I love how if he... I love it when he goes to a good organization. Right now, the Houston Texans, they're kind of in free flow. uh, Deshaun Watson in the shotgun. I love how one of the guys at the NFL Network was like, you know who I'm really, really worried about? Deshaun Watson. Why am I really, really worried about him? Because he doesn't scramble outside of the pocket. He he was like, you know, Deshaun holds on to the ball for too long. Just doesn't. He just holds on to it. A guy literally just came off the line of scrimmage free and just smacked Deshaun Watson. But I guess that's his fault. I guess Deshaun should have blocked the guy coming off the edge free. The linebacker just coming off. Nobody picked him up. Nobody picked him up. Deshaun in the pocket. Clayton pocket. Oh, wait. He's now going to get sacked. So Deshaun has to avoid the rush because he because he has to. Because he doesn't want to get sacked. He gets wrapped up because it's it's the Saints, and of course he goes down. I love it how that guy during the preseason watched one preseason game and is like, oh yeah, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, you know, he's going the guy that holds the ball for too long. 
He's going to get, he's, he's the guy that I'm worried about the most because he is the guy that is the reason why that he gets 60-something sacks on him. No, it's not his pathetic offensive line and his schemes. I don't know why they have Zach Martin's brother as the center. They are still terrible and they have one of the best, they have one of, they have the brother of the best guard in the league on the team and they're still terrible. I don't get it. I don't know why. Laramie Tunsil. In the game, I think out left tackle. Nice job by him. I saw him block. Nice job by him. I think another three and out for the uh, the Houston Texans. Seven minutes thirty-seven left in the first quarter. What did they do to the to the scoreboard? You know, one I was talking about yesterday. How I really really like the Thursday night broadcast. I love it. I love the the camera angles. I love the broadcasters. Do they have that guy Booger, whatever his name is? Yep, they have that guy Booger uh, casting the game. I don't like him as a caster. First and foremost, Booger's any any thought of it, any sound of it makes me queasy. I, I already don't like Boogers. Second of all, why is his nickname Booger? Like out of all the nicknames you could give yourself, you know, the Bear, you know, the Monster, the Maniac, any NFL football, but he goes by Booger. Why? Why? I, I don't get it. And on top of that. Did anyone else not want Pat McAfee casting Monday Night Football? I mean, he's doing big things now. You know, he's in college, but I don't watch college football. I I mean, maybe he's better for college because he gets to, you know, ball out and he gets to wild out. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. But I would have preferred him on Monday night. I thought he... I'm like, ESPN... Who's who's on those other networks? Oh yeah, there's um there's CBS, there's CBS with Tony and uh, the other guy. I, uh, I I don't know his name, he, but they're both really really great casters. Obviously, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck are the lead guys for Fox. They do an ama- They do they do probably. The, I mean, really, it's like depending on the day. I I love I love the NFL schedule. I love you know the midday games with Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, and Tony and. Those guys, you know, the midday games, they're really, really good. And then the Sunday night casters, they're also great. You know, Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels, you know, they're fantastic at their jobs. But um, I, I, I just don't get it with Monday night. Monday night is like the only day where I'm just like, um, I, I don't like watching the actual games. Or not watching it, but um, I don't like listening to them. You know, I just mute the TV. It's kind of like watching basketball where, like, I I talked about it. No, I don't think I talked about it. No, I don't think so because I didn't have the podcast. I didn't start uploading until, like, June. But when I was practicing my podcast, I have, like, hold on. How many podcast episodes do I have? I have, like, 100. Hold on. I have, let me go to my folder here. That's articles. That's not podcasts. There we go. I have 116 podcasts right now on my computer. But I think I have like somewhere between the 30s or something like that when it comes to my podcast. Because a lot of the times I was just practicing and I really didn't know what I was doing. I still obviously do not know what I'm doing. But it was, I was trying to gain experience and I was practicing and I just, I I was casting, you know, basketball games and I just did it muted. I did not like the actual broadcasting experience besides... Like, I liked everything other than the sound, other than the actual broadcasters. Like, they had Mark Jackson 
and Van Gundy, and they were like, during the NBA Finals, this blew my mind, they were complaining about the state of basketball during the NBA Finals, and I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, this is the, this is the biggest series of the year. These are the biggest six games, seven games, five games of the season, and you guys are complaining about, like, the current state of basketball. You guys couldn't do this in the regular season. You guys couldn't get this out of your regular, you guys couldn't get this out of this, out of your system in the regular season? Jesus Christ, man. I was like, just get some, and, and the worst thing is, I can't watch, like, just the audio of the basketball games. I can't watch it. I can only watch their stupid broadcasts, right? Like, I would per, I would be perfectly fine without watching the actual color commentating and all that stuff. I would just prefer having the sneakers hit the hardwood. But no, I gotta listen to their stupid broadcast, but that's okay. I just mute it anyways. But that's kind of what I feel, that long soliloquy is essentially how I feel about Monday Night Football. I'm like, I don't I don't like watching Monday Night Football's broadcast. During halftime, or not even during halftime, the fans were complaining about the um the first and ten like on screen display. So on on the um on the scoreboard, excuse me, there is obviously the first and ten, third and da 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 da. I can't see it right now. My Wii is blocking it. But I have no idea if it's third and five or whatever. But by the way, the broadcast isn't as like the broadcasting like, what's it called? The the broadcasting score? It's not good. It's not as good as Fox, CBS, and NBC. I'm like, what 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 is going on with ESPN? Like, they don't have the on-the-field third and ten. They have it on the scoreboard, but they don't have it, like, on the actual field. So I don't know if it's third. I can't glance on the field and be like, oh, okay, that's... I have to look at the scoreboard. Why do I have to look at the scoreboard? It's, it's basic stuff. ESPN, what are you doing? They get a free game. They get free Monday night games. Somebody needs to take over for Monday night. You know, it, it is not as good of a broadcast. It is not as good as a television. That's, you know what? I should probably stop complaining about the broadcast that much and get to the point. Point is, I don't like the broadcast. I kind of wish Pat McAfee was casting it. Ugh, but that's okay. That's okay, I guess. But, um, well, I, I don't even, I, I complain for so much. I barely even know what I was talking about. It's talking about Deshaun Watson. By the way, it's 3-3-2 left in the first quarter. Uh, the Saints are driving in the red zone right now. They're probably going to score. I have no idea who that is. That's not Mark Ingram. I, I don't know who it is. I barely know the Saints roster. I don't even know who the Texans uh, DBs are at all whatsoever. But at the beginning of the podcast, after, before or after the long soliloquy that I just gave that pretty much had absolutely no point, I was talking about Dak Prescott. I was talking about how you should 100% pay him because Dak has been, oh, interception in the red zone by Drew Brees. He really did force that one. He was trying to score. He was two minutes, 55 seconds left in the first quarter. Drew Brees just threw an inter... (laughs) There's a Texan fan that said, how dat? Instead of who dat? That's funny. But uh, Drew Brees just threw an interception in the red zone. I think he was trying to force feed Michael Thomas. Their, uh, their new highly paid wide receiver. Great job by the linebacker reading Drew Brees. Phenomenal job. But before that long soliloquy about Monday Night Football, I was talking about Dak Prescott and how he had probably his best game of his entire career last night. Whitney Merciless with the interception. Great job by him. 
But Dak Prescott, of course, uh, today he can't, you know, a lot of people came on and they said, you know, the Giants are a terrible football team and da-da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, you know, nobody says that. Nobody would have said that if Dallas had lost to them last night. Nobody would have said that if, if Carson Wentz had thrown for those types of it had those types of numbers yesterday. Nobody would have said that. Nobody would have said that, you know, oh, okay, Carson Wentz, 35, uh, 35 points in the, 21 points, excuse me, in the first half, 35 points overall, 405, four touchdowns. Nobody would have said that. Everyone would have said, look, that's the first round draft pick. That's the third or second round, second second overall pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, he's he's great. He's great. We were right. Everyone would have confirmed it. Oh my God, there's like, like, there's just like, ah, there's crap. There's like inflation. I don't know what the word is. There's crap in my face right now. Oh my God, sorry. Inflation, inflection. I don't know what it's called. It's kind of like allergies, whatever it's called. But if Dak Prescott had had Carson Wentz's numbers, everyone would have thought Dak had a great game or a good game. Everyone would have thought Carson Wentz was on, pa- on, on, on trace or on pace to go back to the uh, to, to his MVP caliber season and da 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 and nobody remembers that Deshaun Watson had a phenomenal year that year when Carson Wentz had his MVP run and nobody wants to acknowledge that Patrick Mahomes didn't Patrick Mahomes have like 378 yards during that Jacksonville game Jesus Christ was he on a I mean, Patrick, everyone was like, you know what, Patrick Mahomes, everyone's going to figure out Patrick Mahomes, everyone's going to be able to figure him out, you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to, you know, they were saying the absolute ridiculous, uh, the, the ridiculous notion that for some weird reason, Patrick Mahomes was going to regress after that phenomenal first year. Guess what he did last night? Guess what he did? 75% completion, 378 yards, three touchdowns, 143.2 passer rating. Oh yeah, he's... He, He's regressed. Oh yeah, and he didn't have any interceptions. So a lot of people were like, you know what? It's a fluke for Dak. You know, it, you know, it, it doesn't really matter that much. You know, it's not that big of a deal. It's against the New York Football Giants. But I've been kind of teasing Dak's numbers here. I want to kind of throw out some stats here. I will kind of want. And this is this is Dak Prescott last night. This is. Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff during their, oh my God, watching obviously the Saints and the Houston's game, Deshaun Watson just threw a beautiful ball to Will Fuller, let me replay this, I gotta replay my guy, I love Deshaun, I have I have a lot of family in Houston, they have been giving me a lot of flack about the Houston Texans because they beat the Dallas Cowboys. And Deshaun Watson is obviously more talented than Dak Prescott. And they've been giving me a lot of flack. And uh, that that guy on NFL Network, he was like, well, Deshaun Watson is holding the ball too long. And da-da-da-da-da-da. Deshaun Watson backed up at his four-yard line. He's like, you know what? Let me take a shot. Hey, can you guys protect me for like a couple of seconds so that way the play can develop? Yes, please. We'll take that. Deshaun just pretty much threw a 60-yard bomb to Will Fuller. Take that, everyone who says Deshaun Watson shouldn't have been drafted over Mitchell Trubisky. Hey, hey, Bears. Hey, fans. Bears. Bears fans. Bears GM. Whoever drafted Mitchell Trubisky. You like them apples? You like that Deshaun Watson just just destroyed the secondary of the Houston, not the Houston, the, the Saints? Jesus Christ. I mean, he was backed up on his goal line. He was in the shotgun formation. He was like, let me just throw it. Let me just lob it up there. Throw it to Will Fuller. 
beautiful ball to Sean Watson. He's driving now. What the hell was I talking about? I'm now I'm back in the I want to watch you text game. Sorry, let me let me continue with uh with what I was talking about with Dak Prescott, Jared. I mean, I I, I have two. I have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. But with Dak Prescott, you have Dak Prescott's last game. I have his stats of le- yesterday's game. I have Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes, their prototypical best game, and it was against each other. So it was the Kansas City game and the Los Angeles Ram game. A lot of people are like, that was their best game. I have all of their stats. Have all their stats, right? You tell me which guy do you like more? The 31 of 49 completion, you know, completion and attempts. So we had 31 completions, 49 attempts, 413 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, five sacks, 117 passer rating. The guy that had 158.3 passer rating, the guy, by the way, had a perfect passer rating. No idea how that's a perfect passer rating, but that's a perfect passer rating. 78% completion percentage, 405 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero sacks. Or the final guy, 25, oh no, excuse me, not 25 of 32. That was the last guy, 25 of 32 for the last guy. But this next guy, the final guy, he was 33 of 46, 478 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions, three sacks, 117.6 passer rating. You tell me which guy you like. The first guy, 31 of 49, 413 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Five sacks, 117 passer rating. The second guy, 70, uh, 78% completion percentage. 25 of 32, 405 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero sacks. Or the final guy, 33 of 46, 478, six touchdowns, three interceptions, three sacks, 117.6 passer rating. Some of you may say the final guy, six touchdowns, three interceptions. Some of you may say, Goff, the first guy, 31 of 49, four touchdowns, zero interception, five sacks. Some of you even may say Dak Prescott, the middle guy, perfect passer rating. Does it really matter? A lot of people, they they like to, when they evaluate quarterbacks, they like to say, this guy, or not even quarterbacks, but players, they like to say, this guy has a high ceiling. This guy has a low ceiling or a low floor, or low ceiling, a low floor, a high ceiling, a high floor. That's the phrases that they like to use when evaluating talent within the NFL. Now, usually in three to four years of play in the NFL, you're usually done evaluating talent. You're usually just evaluating their records when it comes to the NFL. But with guys that people like, like Carson Wentz and guys that people that they don't like, like Dak Prescott, they they like to extend that. They like to say, you know, well, you know, Dak, he he's he's not necessarily that good of a quarterback. He still has a low ceiling. You know, he's you know he's a great leader. He's a you know he's a grown up. He's all that stuff, but he doesn't really have that high of a ceiling. You know, they say, oh, you know, Carson Wentz, he's been hurt, he's been injured. You know, he's he's been all this stuff and da-da-da-da-da-da, but, you know, he still has a high ceiling. You gotta pay Carson Wentz and all that stuff. A lot of people like to say that, but 
how people loved to discredit Dak Prescott last year, this year. The, I mean, he, they've been trying to discredit him for years upon years. But the way that they liked to discredit him was how he had a low ceiling. You know, he, he can't throw the ball that far down the field, doesn't have a big quote-unquote arm, which, by the way, that's such an ambiguous term nowadays. I I can't believe that that's what, like, people constantly say he has a, he has a you know, not a big arm. What does that mean? Does a big arm mean Patrick Mahomes? Does a big arm mean Jared Goff? Does a big arm mean Tom Brady? Because Tom Brady had to develop his arm to be able to throw the deep ball. I don't, like, Russell Wilson is kind of like the only guy that I would say he ha- he has a big arm that's not like Patrick Mahomes. Like, his arm really, really impresses me. And it's really his touch that impresses me, Russell Wilson. And what I'm saying now is really, really ambiguous as well. It's kind of like you have to see it to understand it. So when people say, well, he doesn't have a big arm and da-da-da-da-da-da, he doesn't have a, natural, a lot of natural talent, I always say, you can develop a quarterback. Like, this isn't this isn't college or high school where it's like, the you know, having a big arm is based upon genetics and not mechanics. Like, if you're an NFL player, you're an athlete who can develop into something great. Tom Brady is evident of that. But when it comes to Dak Prescott, the reason why I gave that three-player comparison between Dak, Jared Goff, and Je- uh, and Patrick Mahomes, excuse me, was to show you that his ceiling is as high as the highest guys in the league. As oh my God, that sounded weird. But he he's among that pantheon. His best games are in that pantheon of just phenomenal players within the league. So when guys say, "Well, he doesn't have that high of a ceiling." He doesn't have that great of an arm. He can't throw the deep ball. He can't, All of these excuses to discredit Dak Prescott. Remember this. His stats, his numbers, when he plays his ass off, the best game of... This is probably... It, it's ironic. His best game of the season is probably going to be his first game. I don't think Dallas is going to pass like they did last night. I don't think they're going... Obviously, he's like the fourth player in NFL history with a perfect passer rating. Like Tom Brady, I don't think he's ever done it. I don't think Drew Brees has ever done it. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has done it. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has done it. I don't think Peyton Manning has done it. I don't think Troy Troy Aikman and Roger Stahlbeck haven't done it yet. Only the second player in Dallas Cowboy history to get a perfect passer rating, Dak Prescott... The only other guy is someone I don't even know about who played for the Cowboys in 1969. 50 years in between the two guys that had perfect passer ratings. Dak Prescott and someone else. I have no idea who. Deshaun Watson in the shotgun in the red zone. Yep, it's a quarterback keeper. Deshaun running down the seam. He may... Oh my goodness! Touchdown, Texans! Wait. Yep, touchdown, Texans! On a quarter... Oh, wait, Deshaun's hurt. No, he's not. No, no, he's not. He's smiling at the camera. He's smiling at the camera. Hold on. I got to hear this. Deshaun Roffin on the read option. He's like, let me take it in. I'm doggone it. I'm Houdini. I'm the Michael Jordan of football. I got my, I got a running back now. I'm going to run. I'm going to get some blocks by the tight end. Who money was Deshaun Watson? Fantastic. This is my guy. This is, I'm going to play it with the sound. I want to hear the play. This is my guy, Deshaun Watson. 
Houston Texans. 14-19 left in the second quarter. It's fourth down. Deshaun Watson's like, doggone it, I'm clutch. I did this to Alabama when I was in college playing for, for, uh, for Clemson. Let me show you what I can do with my legs. Takes it. Gets a block from the tight end, 88 Atkins. Leaps it to the tight to the end zone. Woo! Touchdown! Deshaun Watson. Jordan Akins, 88. Tight end. Deshaun Watson on the ground. Getting dapped up by his guys. Yep. Deshaun. Deshaun was being held, or not held, excuse me. He was being led by Jordan Akins. Deshaun, I mean, he, he tippy-tapped into the end zone. He jumped over a defender. That's why you pay Deshaun Watson probably $35 million a year. He's getting paid today. This is why you pay Deshaun Watson, baby. Leaps over. Whew, man. Wearing the red Nikes. Jesus Christ. My goodness. Deshaun Watson. Six and zero, Houston Texans. Everyone's talking about the Saints, man. There's a lot of air in my bag. Hold on, it's water now. It's all like kind of warm water. Kind of want to make it a little bit more manageable. My I, my hand is kind of still hurting. Man, that Deshaun Watson. I tell you, I tell you one dog one thing. That Deshaun Watson is that boy special or is he special? A whole new. Oh, didn't mean to record, hold on. A whole new type of, oh my God, I keep pressing the wrong button. A whole new type of NFL player. He's going into the tent. He's going into the blue tent right now. Doggone it. He's, if, if he gets hurt again, man. Oof. Doggone. But I liked what I saw from Deshaun tonight. What the hell was I even talking about after Deshaun Watson scored that touchdown? That's how easily Deshaun Watson distracts me, man. That's how much I like him. That's how much I like him. But I think I was talking about how Dak is, you know, is a lead and how people are, are saying that he's not a lead and all that good stuff. I kind of want to end on this and then watch the, uh, the Texans game really, really quickly. Let me plug in my computer. It's like 37% left in the battery or on the battery. Got to start charging it now. But I'll say this about Dak Prescott. Um, he's not getting any better, you know. They're gonna. They're not gonna. They're not going to have him throw the ball like he like they had him throw this week for the next couple of games. Well, not for the next couple of games for the entirety of the season. Like I said in my predictions for you know this season, Dak Prescott is gonna throw for four thousand yards. He's going to um, throw somewhere close to thirty touchdowns, and he's going to he's gonna go ten and six this season. I think this is gonna be his best statistical season and you know what I really really like about Dak he finds a way to win now obviously that game was out of the reach of the New York football giants but at the same token 
like when Tony throws, when Tony used to play for Dallas and he had that, you know, the the ability to just beat guys up and and just really get great numbers. What happened? They really never won a lot of football games. I think Tony had, they were looking at his stats today. Tony Romo, I think he had like five games of 400 yards or four touchdowns. And they only won two of those games. So like Tony, Dak has two of those, Dak has 455 yard, a 455 yard game and a 405 yard game with four touchdowns and one and three and the other. And I mean, Dak has two wins on them. And, and, you know, Tony, the thing with him is that he used to have phenomenal stats during some of the games that he played in. But at the same token, he would also just not win you football games when he would have these phenomenal stats. So he would put up these box office games and then lose to the Broncos with 500. Dak's not doing that. That's what I like. And a lot of people are providing some great context to this. Right, like Rich Eisen, for example. I didn't even think about this last night when I was watching the game. So Dak Prescott doesn't get the deal done. He doesn't get signed that day. He could have been like, you know what, I'm holding out. You know what, I'm going to hold a grudge against Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to, you know, my guy who's on a limited snap count because he went to Cabo, he got rewarded for holding out. I, I was in training camp. They didn't get the deal done. And, you know, I'm, I'm pissed off and I'm not going to play well. He didn't do any of that. He said... He said, you know what? I'm going to come out here and I'm going to do my job. And I'm going to ball out and I'm going to show everybody in the NFL why I should be paid now at least $34 million. At least 30. He's getting $34 million. If you have a problem with him getting $34 million, you need to take that problem somewhere else. You need to take it to a problem solver, right? Because I'm not here to solve your problems. I'm a problem starter. And Dak Prescott is also starting some problems, not for the Dallas Cowboys, but for a lot of the teams in the NFC. Not just, I didn't say the NFC East. Get it right. I did not say the NFC East. I said the entire NFC. The Saints who I'm watching right now should be on high alert. And who, who do we play this season? We play the Rams. We play the Bears. Those two teams, high alert. High alert. And I said this before, I'm like, they're, they're a running team. They love to run. They are going to run with Ezekiel Elliott. And most importantly, they're going to do it for the next couple of, uh, I think they're going to ease Zeke back into the back into the fold. I mean, they play Washington on Sunday. They play Miami. Do they have like a Sunday night or a Thursday night football in the next couple of weeks? Hold on, let me look at the Dallas Cowboy. Dallas Cowboy. I know they have the Sunday night game against the... Uh, against the um the saints oh my gosh like inflation what's it called when when you have allergies and you have stuff in your face like i don't know there's uh, like my face feels really really i feel bloated right now that sounds that sounds weird but i i don't know my face feels weird um no they don't they have two noon games they have the saints not the saints they have the uh, the dolphins and they also have the washington games they have the Saints on Sunday night. They have two midday mid oh my god midday games. The uh, the Packers and the Jets, and then they have Sunday night against the Eagles. They're probably winning three of the next four. I would say they're probably going to beat the Packers because the Packers are coming to Dallas. The Eagles, by the way, on Sunday night football are like they have how many Sunday night footballs within the next eight weeks? So hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
So wait, is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so yeah. So in the next, so in the eight weeks, the first half of the season, they have three Sunday night football games. They have the Giants. That's a win. <laughs> they have the Eagles. They have the Saints. And I think they can win two of the three Sunday night football games. And I, I mean, Dak, Dak, Dak plays against so many like they, they get to ease Zeke into the fold. You know, this isn't like the back half of the season with the Bears, uh, the the Patriots, the Bills, the Bears, the Rams, and the Eagles. Like, if that was the first five games of the season, that would be absolutely brutal. But it's the it's the five like back half of the game uh, of the season for them. Like they don't play the Eagles, they play the Eagles um week seven. They play them and then they don't play them until week sixteen. Right, so pretty much end of the season. Maybe Carson wins. Maybe he isn't necessarily the best guy. Maybe he isn't in form anymore. Maybe he isn't the guy that everyone thinks he is. Maybe he falls off. Then Dak Prescott can come in and obviously handle this, handle his business. But they, we play them week seven. We play Washington and Dolph and the Dolphins in the next two weeks, and they're going to ease Zeke back into it. I mean. Listen, like, they, they probably aren't going to reveal everything, you know, with the offense. But I think next week, it's going to be, you know, you're going to see the running backs. I don't know anything about the uh, the Washington defense. I know that when it comes to the running game, I know that they have Landon Collins. And he's, you know, he's, he's kind of the one guy that I kind of worry about when it comes to, uh, when it comes to stopping Ezekiel Elliott in the run game. But overall, I'm not. I'm not too. Con- That's my bag. I'm sorry, but I'm not like too concerned about the Washington team stopping the run. I'm sorry, my hand like it's been hurting. I need to go get some ice. Again, it's all water now. But I'm not that concerned with Washington stopping us when it comes to uh, when it comes to our offense. I really want to see the defense come back. I really want to see. Uh, some sacks. I don't know if we pressured Eli. Let me um, let me look at the box score really, really quickly for you know the Cowboys here. I don't think we got any pressure on Manning. Um, yeah, there was half a sack. There was two half a sacks. Demarcus had half a sack, and Leighton Vanderess had half a sack. So I mean, we didn't. I, I, as much as people love to say that Manning didn't do a good job, or Manning may be replaced by Daniel Jones, it's like Manning played a really, really great game last night. So, you know, you can want to replace him, but he's not giving you a whole lot of reasons to replace him. Uh, Excuse me. Oh my gosh. So, and kind of keeping up with the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys schedule, Obviously, they play the uh, the Miami Dolphins week three. Obviously, the Dolphins, they have to come to Dallas. Obviously, they have to play us week three. We aren't going to Miami. They are coming to us. What does the Dolphins schedule look like? Really, really quickly. Who do they play in the next couple of weeks? <laughs> oh, my God. The Dolphins have the worst luck you could ever want as an NFL like team, they played the Ravens. That's a loss, obviously, fifty-nine to ten. They're now playing the doll. They're now this week. They are playing the Patriots. 
They're playing the Patriots week two with Antonio Brown. Luckily, it's it's my in Miami. Which, if you don't know anything about the uh, the matchup between the Miami Dolphins and the Patriots, for some weird reason, Brady has just weird games in Miami. So, like, he just doesn't win, like, the Miami miracle that happened where Rob Gronkowski didn't make the tackle last year. Like, that was the game that happened in Miami. And then they come to Dallas week three. So, they, they, and then they have the Chargers week four. So, pretty much, like, the nightmare scenario for Dallas, the Miami Dolphins actually have, where they play a a lot of top 500 teams, a lot of playoff teams. Damn it, Deshaun is so, is so freaking fantastic. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is a little bit off his game. I mean, he just dropped, like, two passes. One was a deep ball where Deshaun had just lobbed it over the defender. I mean, it was a beautiful ball. I mean, he had, oof, ah. I, I mean, he he hit him right in the hands. Hopkins knows it, too, and he's so frustrated. I think he got into a fight later on in the game. And Deshaun is like, that's like a 40-yard, that's a 40-yard bomb, man. And it hits you right in the hands. I got it over the defender who was about to intercept it. A lot of frustration coming out of Houston. I mean, DeAndre, he's not just catching footballs. Short pass to Carlos, uh, to, to the to the running back. He gains like eight yards. It was a screen. Johnson, whatever his name is. I don't know his name. Doggone, the Houston Texans, they look pretty good. But the Dolphins, they have a terrible schedule for themselves. They are, they are in an absolute nightmare scenario. And, you know, it's, it's nightmares. And it's pretty ironic. Not even pretty ironic. It's, it, it's pretty planned. I planned to talk about this subject during the Houston Texans game. I planned to talk about the Dolphins and the, and the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, the, the nightmare scenario and all that stuff. Simply put, because of the uh, the meltdown with the players in the locker room. This is what happens when a lot of coaches go from Bill Belichick's system, Bill Belichick's coaching system, and they go to different teams, right? They go to different teams. They go and they say, you know what? We're going to replicate the Patriot way in this new team. A lot of Bill Belichick's uh, assistant coaches, uh, you know, uh, offensive coordinators, those guys, you know what's his name? Brian Flores, the head coach of the uh, of the Dolphins. He is he he's struggling right now, man. And he isn't. And he's been trying to. And Matt Patricia, Patricia has been doing the same thing in Detroit. He's like, let me try and enforce the Patriot way in Detroit. And let me do it. Let me just try and shoehorn this Patriot way in so strongly that I'm going to get Danny Amendola. I'm gonna get um what's his name the uh, the guy. What's the, what's the guy? What's the defensive tackle? Let me look this guy up. Played for the Patriots for like a really, really long time. Now he's playing for uh, the Detroit Lions. Let me look this guy up. I know his name. Trey Flowers. They got him from the Patriots. You know, let's get all these guys that the Patriots, they don't need anymore. And let's enforce the Patriot way in Detroit. And they tied with Arizona. They shouldn't have tied with Arizona. I think Arizona is one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yes, with Carlos, not Carlos Hyde, excuse me, watching the uh, the Houston Texans game, with Kyler Murray. I think they are one of the worst teams in the NFL. I think they finished bottom of the division this year, and I think they're going nowhere fast. The team is terrible. 
and the Detroit Lions couldn't beat one of the worst teams in the NFL. Like, I think they are bottom three in the NFL. Couldn't beat them. So, when I look at the Dolphins and the dysfunction, you know, with yet another Patriot head coach, you know, Matt Patricia in Detroit, uh, what's his name, Daniels, Mike Daniels, whatever his name is, the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, terrible stint in Detroit. And now, Brian Flores, his first reaction, like, he's like, you know what, Patriot, weigh it, we don't care about the players, by the way, hey, 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 guy at the NFL Network who was saying, yeah, 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 Deshaun Watson, he holds the ball, I'm watching the game, 420 left in the second quarter, you know what just happened, a guy just came straight up the gut, the road, least, the road, the quickest way to the, to the quarterback, just comes in, blitzes, nobody picks it up, this is the second time the guy comes in, the fr- in free, right guard doesn't pick it up, center doesn't pick it up, Deshaun Watson has to stiff arm Cam Jordan, runs like three yards, has to break like three tackles to get, a, to get like two yards, yeah, it's on Deshaun Watson, he holds the football too long. No one picks it up, nobody, nobody picks it up. Laramie Tunsil, the new guy, he thinks that it, that the, that someone is coming that uh, the, the the defender that the um, excuse me the right defensive end is coming off. He, uh, he to you know to what's it called? Oh my God! Why can I not talk today? Laramie Tunsil thinks that the right defensive end is about to rush the passer. He drops back into coverage. The linebacker comes in and blitzes. Here they all come. Six guys. Watson throws it away. Doesn't throw it away. He tries to lob it in the end zone to Fuller. Flag, what's going? What's going on? Watson's on the ground. He's asking for some help. He gets up. Flag. Watson is getting bitten. Has been getting hit. He's getting sacked. What the devil's going on out there? O'Brien, I thought you were supposed to protect this guy. He's getting hit like he's in like he's a boxer right now. Why is he just getting hit? They're bringing everybody. They brought like six guys. Turn up the volume. Jesus. Jesus Christ. There we go. So, when it comes to the Dolphins, you have, you know, the the head coach enforcing his way. It's my way, the highway. He played Jay-Z. You know, because he Kenny Stills was like, I don't like that Jay-Z. I don't know what Jay-Z said about the NFL. Apparently, he's partnering with the NFL. He's like, you know what? Uh, I don't like Jay-Z. Brian Flores is like, let me play Jay-Z to, to test my team's adversity. Or to see how they react in adversity. Turns out 59-10 is how they respond to adversity. 59-10. So, the, um, the veterans in the locker room... They say to Brian Flores, hey, uh, don't trade Laramie Tunsil. If you trade Laramie Tunsil, you're going to lose the locker room. So guess what Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins organization does to Laramie Tunsil? They trade him before the season starts. Guess what team he's on? He's on the Houston Texans team. Now, why did now Miami, they wanted Jadavian Clowney. Pretty good, you know, pretty good player. Really, really good pickup if you ask me. Um, they they probably wanted Jadavian Clowney up front for Laramie Tunsil or something like that. I don't think Miami wanted to make that trade. I think they probably wanted Laramie Tunsil for draft picks 
they wanted Laramie Tunsil. They wanted Jadavion Clowney, excuse me, for, Levy, uh, for Larry. They, oh, my God. I cannot talk today. Excuse me. The Miami Dolphins wanted Jadavion Clowney, but the Houston Texans wanted Laramie Tunsil, and both teams were probably negotiating draft picks. Like, the Houston Texans were like, we want Laramie Tunsil and draft picks. They, um, the, the Dolphins were like, we don't want to do that. Negotiations, right? They wanted to negotiate, right? So instead of getting Jadavian Clowney, the Seahawks got him. And for some weird reason, I guess Miami wanted to offload Laramie Tunsil. So they were like, let's offload him for draft picks. And the Miami Dolphins, they lose Laramie Tunsil to the Houston Texans for pretty much nothing, if you ask me. Like, the Houston Texans have come out a lot cleaner in the in the trade than the Miami Dolphins because A, their locker room is still intact. B, they have their franchise quarterback. And C, they now have a star left tackle who's an up-and-coming guy that you can now build an offensive line around. So when I look at when I look at the Houston Texans, I'm like, they came out better. And on top of that, Seattle as well. Like the only guy that got ganked in this particular equation, I'm reading this book called Pimp. And uh, I don't know why I just mentioned that. I mean, yeah, well, I guess the reason why I mentioned it was because there's a lot of ways to play somebody. There's a lot of there's a lot of schemes, so to speak, you know, that are in the book. And one of those schemes is called it's called like Georging a person. Right. You know, it's or not even not even Georging. It's like mileage on a hoe. Right now. You know what? I'm not going to talk about it again. I don't know why I mentioned it. I guess it's because I started reading the book. I, I cannot talk today. I am so sorry. Again, I'm off my game today. But the reason why I'm reading the book is because Dave Chappelle mentioned it in his comedy special, in his second comedy special. And he was like, I'm reading this book. And he's talking about mileage on a hoe and stuff like that. And I read that exact same story. And the story wasn't that it was uh, the his bottom girl was about to leave him, Iceberg Slim. His bottom girl wasn't about to leave him for because she was you know she she had a lot of mileage on her he was she was about to leave iceberg because she was starting to fall fall excuse me for a con player right because he was believing a con and you know as a pimp it looks really really bad when you lose a bottom a bottom girl right so he comes up with the scheme in the special you know he goes to a hotel she thinks she's about to rob this dude she does not and the plot works out for iceberg slim and it kind of works out for the girl, right? Well, it works out more for the iceberg than the girl. Terrible analogy. Long story short is the uh, the guy on the, the, the only... Well, actually, I guess the girl, the bottom girl, is Miami. And Iceberg Slim is the Houston Texans. And everybody else involved is the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, the Miami Dolphins, they just got robbed, pretty much. They gave up their best uh, offensive linemen... And they pretty much got a whole bunch of ambiguous picks for him. And now they lost the locker room. The locker room was like, don't trade him. They traded him. And then on top of that, you also had them saying, you also had them saying, the players saying, trade me. I don't want to be here anymore. After this game, after the 59 and 10 rut, they were like, yeah, just uh, just trade me. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to leave. I don't want to play for this football organization and for this football team. So now you have a lot of you have a lot of dysfunction within week 
two of the NFL season for the Miami Dolphins. Long story short, this is pretty much going to be a pretty easy win for any team that's going to play the Miami Dolphins. And Jesus H. Christ, they got to play against the, the Patriots and Antonio Brown next week. Then the week after that, after the Patriots are done smashing them in Miami, guess who? Guess who comes to Dallas? Miami. So the long story short is, is that the next three weeks, I don't know why it took me like 10 to 20 minutes. I mean, it's it's almost an hour in the podcast, and I haven't even really talked about the Saints game. It's like the second quarter, two minutes left. I don't know why it took me forever to just say pretty much that we are going to have a, a very, very nice stretch to the Saints. Really, really nice stretch. And to be honest with you, Watson is kind of looking like Dak out there. How many yards did he throw for this game? So that way, you know, I know I'm kind of cheating here. Let me let me freaking move my mouse. Let me find it. Let me find the uh, the Texans versus this game. Deshaun Watson was twenty of thirty. He had uh, two hundred and sixty eight yards, three touchdowns, one interception. So Deshaun was really really good. He kind of looks like Dak out here. I, I I'm I'm really surprised he threw for two hundred and sixty eight yards. Carlos Hyde had ten carries, eighty three yards. Duke Johnson. Didn't he play for us? No, he, he played for Cleveland. It was Darius Jackson. Their names kind of sound alike. Um, Duke Johnson had 57 yards, nine carries. So it seems like they kind of, it seems like they finally have a rushing attack now. Um, they just need to protect Deshaun, man. And I think also Deshaun, maybe, I think just uh, the, what is it? The Saints are giving him kind of like weird looks when it comes to blitz packages. So maybe he could get better uh, reading those. I sound like an NFL analyst, and I sound so awkward because I barely know anything about you know the NFL looks and stuff like that. So this is first or second and five at the goal yard line. Darius Johnson, Duke Johnson, whatever his name is, runs in. We're in the we're in the uh, the Saints red zone now. Deshaun, I mean he's moving the football. I need to hold on. Let me move my Wii. My Wii is like white white right over the TV where it says like it gives you like the third and 10 or the third and five or whatever instead of just placing that information on the football field like literally every other broadcast the uh the Monday night football crew they're like yeah let's let's make let's make the the third and 10 or whatever the only thing that can tell you whether or not teams have a flag or not on the football field yellow for no reason at all then on top of that let's also make it not appear on the football field and give you really weird camera angles as well that aren't better than our other broadcasts by the way Deshaun Watson just had a fantastic touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins who dropped like two balls in the first quarter already or in the first half that he really could have had so you know whatever it's 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 fine I don't care I don't care. Let me move my re really, really quickly. It's bothering me. I really should unplug it. Um, but who am I kidding? I like playing Super Smash Bros. Let me unplug. Let me just move that, that thing over. All right, there you go. Now I can finally see the first down marker. Because again, ESPN does not put it on screen. But Deshaun Watson, um, he's he's doing everything he wants today. I mean, and and. DeAndre Hopkins was working on uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, it was a nice, quick, and easy throw. Let me get some freaking ice for my hand. Hold on. Let me pause the game. My freaking hand is just killing me. I know this is not a great podcast currently. I know this episode isn't great. I know. It's like midnight right now. I'm watching it. It's a little bit hot. Let me come back. Let me try again. Let me let me revitalize myself. Let me get. Let me try and reset here. 
By the way, I'm also going to take a potty break. I'm going to take a potty break. What am I, five? I'm going to take a piss break. That's what you say. You're a man. You're a man, 24. Let me take a piss break. Let me get some ice. I'm going to pause it. I'm not going to take another break. It's pretty much halftime already. Let me go ahead and let me try and reset. Let me come back even further. If you've been sticking with me for, you know, this long, thank you very much. I appreciate you. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm just like, this has not been going well for me, all right? I've been having an off night. I apologize. I'll come back. I'll reset. I'll try again. I'll see you in a couple of minutes. So, so sorry about that. I apologize sincerely. Um, I've just been kind of distracted. Obviously, I'm, I'm trying to draw go. You, you know what? The issue is with this podcast episode, let's have some self-awareness. This is kind of like in the military. I think they have like this, this thing called, oh, it's an action after report. So after a mission. They, you know, they talk about, you know, what went wrong, what, you know, what can we do that, that you know, to make ourselves better. Uh, simply put, shouldn't have started so freaking late and looked at all the crap and stuff like that. I should have started earlier so that way I could have a better flow. You know, I, I probably shouldn't have slept for two hours. I should have just toughed it out, be, be, been a man, you know, toughed it out, stuff like that. 
My flow is all wanked up. Just jacked up. Whatever. Wait, he Deshaun is kind of grabbing his lower back right now. He does kind he's stretching out his back. He looks a little bit injured right now, to be honest with you. Let me see what people are saying about him. He went into the tent after he hit that touchdown run. Hopefully he's not injured. This is like the third season where he's had issues, man. Then they they talk about Carson Wentz like he's a freaking baby. Like he's like, ah, oh, you know, Carson Wentz is hurt. I'm I'm sympathetic to guys being hurt, but there's like but there's like Rob Gronkowski where you can see like his injuries have caught up to him. There's guys like um, Cam Newton who are very very similar in that as well. And then there's like Deshaun Watson who, who plays through his freaking injuries, right? Where he's like, you got to take, unless things are disconnected, I'm not coming off the football field. And even when I'm obviously hurt, I'm still going to ball out and try and do my best, right? With Carson Wentz, he was he looked normal to me. He looks like he was playing through, and he didn't look like he was playing through an injury. He looked normal to me, and I'm like, bro, like you can't, you cannot take him out for the season because you think you're going to lose, or not? Not excuse me. That's why they took him out of the season because they thought they weren't making the playoffs with him under center. So when Nick Foles comes in and they start winning games, they're like, well, we can't put him in anymore because you know he, he would ruin the flow. I don't get why people think he's going to be winning a whole bunch of playoff games when he can't even win enough regular seasons to get regular season games, excuse me, to go to the freaking playoffs. They gave up. They were like, we're not making the playoffs. And they made the playoffs with Nick Foles. I don't get it. I don't get it. Let me take a swig of my water first. Hold on. Let me listen to what uh, they're talking about with Deshaun Watson. That's my ice, the thing moving around. Eight hundred mile bus trip. So, you know, I'm sympathetic to people who play hurt, you know, like Kevin Durant. You know, you obviously don't want to re-injure himself. He, he tried to put it all on, on the line, but he shouldn't have played. Like, if you can play, you can play. You know, if you're out there, I'm sorry. Like, what's his name? Joel Embiid, he played in the back. He played hurt. Like, he plays. He Joel Embiid, apparently, you know, he. I, I don't know what's wrong with the dude. Apparently, he just gets hurt all the time. But Joel Embiid, he plays hurt. Cam Newton, he plays hurt. Like, until their play actually affects the team's success, I didn't see Carson Wentz. His play was so terrible that they had to, like, that they had to just not put him in the game. Like, there were some balls that he threw that I was like, oh, okay, that's a good ball. I can see why people like him so much. But I just, I didn't get it. I didn't get why people were like, oh, yeah, he's hurt. He played well hurt. Cam Newton, it was obvious he was playing well hurt. It wasn't obvious... That Deshaun, not Deshaun, that Carson Wentz was hurt. And I know that, well, you know, I know that the argument is, well, it may not have been uh, obvious that he was hurt, but he he was hurt. Like, regardless, I get that argument, but at the same token, 
if he's able to play, if he's able to contribute to the team, then you have to play him. I don't know. I don't know. Second and 10. One minute left in the second quarter. Oakland Raider game, I think, is done. Let me check the box score really, really quickly. It's 14-3 Houston. They lose this game. No idea how they lose it. Absolutely none. I shouldn't say that because that spoils the game for you too. But, I mean, the game the game is over with already. My time. I kind of want to spoil the... Uh, I'm, I'm not casting the Oakland Raiders. There are certain games that I kind of refuse to look at. That's kind of one of the games. Uh, Oakland won 24-16 against the Broncos. Who cares? It's the Broncos. It's like, and on top of that, the Oakland Raiders, they aren't as interesting anymore because they traded away Antonio Brown. Like, I don't, I mean, second year John Gruden, I mean, I guess that's interesting, but I mean, when you, when you act, when you make a team interesting via stories and not actually their play, I think you kind of dilute the NFL. You make it not as, not as interesting, you know, or kind of a fake interesting, you know. You're like, oh, okay, this team is interesting because of the story surrounding it, the controversy surrounding it, not actually the play of the team. Michael Thomas has had a fantastic catch. Uh, second, uh, second quarter, 37 seconds left in the game. For, not in the game, excuse me, in the quarter. 14-3. They're probably going to clock it here. Breeze. Oh, nope, they're going for it. They thought they were clocking it just like I did. They have one timeout, timeout left. It's on the Saints... 47, 48-yard line. The ref is saying something here. I think they're calling a flag. I don't know. The Saints are trying to get something going on. They got to get something going offensively. What are they doing? They ran a play. What? Dude, You ran. they ran a play. You can't challenge that. Official review. What are you doing? You ran a play. They ran a play. They're looking at the pass to make sure that the Mike Thomas uh, catch was complete. It doesn't matter. They ran a play. Do not make this like Cleveland. If you're going to... Okay, it's it's a catch. It's a catch. This is like the Cleveland game where they um where Cleveland ran a full play. They looked at the play before that, and then they were like, oh, wait, that's not a catch, or the, or they didn't convert or whatever, and, they, and, it, and it's like it doesn't matter. Cleveland ran a play. You can't go back and change it. You're going to get shit thrown at you from the Saints fans. Like, they're already pissed off at you guys. Don't piss them off anymore. You guys robbed them of a trip to the Super Bowl. Don't rob them of this victory. I don't know why I'm saying this. I already know the Saints won the game. Hey, morons, don't do it. Don't do it. Let them play on. Say, you know what? We fucked up. Don't do it. Sean Sean Payton is going to start cursing at you. Don't do it. Do not do it. Okay, it's first and ten. Thank God. trying to figure out how to put this ice on my hand trying to like distribute the cold don't say like this this is ridiculous this is like one of the most ridiculous calls i've ever seen like you guys may not even make it out of new orleans alive oh yep saints fans are pissed oh my goodness those saints fans are so pissed let me listen to this they did it they did what they did to cleveland oh my goodness if the Saints didn't win this game, oh my goodness. If the Saints didn't win this game, they would have rioted in the streets. I heard that like Saints fans had uh, one Saint fan had filed an, uh, an, an actual lawsuit against the NFL. 
I, I couldn't believe that. They over the over the miss call or whatever. So it's the, it's the game clock. They're not talking about the play. They're talking about the game clock. Why are you talking about the game clock? The Saints ran the play. They probably called a timeout. Are you guys seriously mucking this up again? Oh, they stopped it. Those Saints fans are pissed. What they just did... There was 26 seconds left on the clock. They just took 10 seconds off. So instead, and and I see this, I see, I see this old lady with her hands over the over her her ears. They're like, what? And everyone is dressed in like NFL ref colors. Those damn Saints fans are pissed to all hell. Oh my goodness. Jesus Christ, man. Oh my goodness. He's like he he tries to blame it on New Orleans. He's like New Orleans isn't taking a timeout, so we must resume. It's like, yeah, because you guys screwed it up. You guys had a 10-second runoff. I'm pissed off and I'm not even a Saints fan. Oh my goodness. Jesus Christ. These these doggone referees. They're going to go get shit thrown at them when they get off the side when they get off the field, man. There's going to I I, I want to listen to this. I want to listen to this. They're going to start booing as soon as the the quarter is over because they probably could have gotten 3 or 7. I love Drew Brees' cadence, man. That's like the only good thing about listening to this to this program that you get that I get to hear blue, uh, not blue, Drew's cadence. I'm, I I like Drew Brees. I, I'm a huge Drew Brees fan, even though I'm a Cowboy fan. Can I not like certain players on different teams? I love Brady. I love Brees. Those are my guys. Love Deshaun. I mean, Drew Brees and Deshaun Watson are playing against one another. I mean, this is a fun game for me. I got Drew Brees on one side. I got Deshaun Watson on another side. I got Sean Payton. I like. I love Sean Payton. I love me some JJ. This is a fun game for me as a football fan. I'm not just a Cowboy fan. I'm a multifaceted fan. Here we go. Saints are about to kick off a 56-yard Field goal attempt. I would not be surprised. Oh, wait. Nope. No good. No good. Those Saints fans are brewing now. Be aware. 
Here they go. They're about to start throwing shit at the refs. Here come the boos. Show the refs. Show the refs. They ain't about to show the refs. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how can you do that to the Saints fans again? I'm like, you're about to. Oh my goodness, you are about to. You oh, you doggone NFL officials. Just terrible. Just terrible. I'm like, you have to have some self awareness. You know, you have to be like, I don't really want to just piss off the Saints fans. I kind of just want to make sure that the Saints fans. They don't necessarily just throw a bunch of crap at him. I remember at the um, at the beginning of the game, they had like an ex NFL official now working for ESPN come in and be like, you know what? Yeah, they're gonna. Who is that? Is that Kay Adams? No, who is that? Colleen Wolf. That's Colleen, right? Nope. Wait. Who is that? That looks like her. I don't know. I don't care. But they're going to like they had this ex-NFL official come in and be like, yeah, you know, they're going to be trained, they're going to be aware of, of what's going on, and da-da-da-da-da-da, and it turns out, no, they're not, like, they, they were like, you know, let's silence the Saints fans with our great officiating, yeah, you sure did silence them, because they were booing the crap out of you in the first quarter, and in the second quarter, they were like, you guys suck, you guys are terrible, terrible officials, what do I care, I'm not a Saints fan, actually, I, you know what, why do I care? Because I love Drew Brees and I love Deshaun Watson. Jesus Christ. Deshaun has already been sacked twice. Twice. I don't think they're his fault. Better protection. Third quarter coming up. 14-57. Houston Texans just kicked the football off. For some weird reason, they brought it out. The Saints did. Justin, the bag... Not the bag full of money, the bag full of ice. And what I mean by a bag full of ice, I don't mean diamonds. I mean actual water ice. Not rich. Pretty poor. First and 10 at the Saints 17-yard line. Drew Brees in the shotgun. Looking for Mike Thomas, probably. Gets it to, I don't know, Ted Ginn. I don't know. You know what? I keep underestimating Drew Brees. You know, and everyone keeps underestimating Drew Brees. Everyone was like, you know what? I, I I don't get this MVP conversation, right? I don't get why so many people are like, Carson Wentz is going to be the MVP. Does anyone, are they not aware of Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, maybe? What about Drew Brees? I don't I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. You know, you know instead of just being like, you know what? I, I really, really like these guys. I, I like Dak Prescott. Do I think, he, if he has a couple more games strung along like he had on Sunday, I think he can be an MVP caliber candidate. So that way it will shut people up who have been saying, Dak Prescott hasn't been an MVP caliber. You know, like just constantly bashing him because he hasn't had a quote-unquote MVP season. And I kind of have to refer to them to the 13-3 and season that he had in his rookie year. Oh yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't an MVP season. Yeah, that wasn't an MVP season at all. I just don't get it. But, you know, we'll see with Dak and what he does later on in the season. I'm very excited for him. I don't know why I always just bring it back to Dak. First, no, second and nine at the 29-yard line of the Saints. Drew Brees gives it to Alvin Kamara. Nobody decides to tackle him. He gains like 30 yards, runs out of bounds, throws the ball at the Houston Texans. A lot of fighting from the Houston Texans and the uh, and the and the New Orleans Saints. They've been going at it. They've been not fan fighting, not stuff like that, but they've been shoving, pushing and shoving each other around, nobody tackled Kamara, 
I, I mean, I was about to say Kamara Usman. I've been watching way too many Colby Covington interviews, to be honest with you. Nobody decided to tackle uh, Kamara Usman. Alvin Kamara, doggone it. Running for his life. That's why I guess people have ranked him the number one running back in the league because he can run and catch. By run and catch, I mean running the football and then catching the football. I guess Taysom Hill just dropped a nice, clean pass to him. Second and ten. I think I like this. I think I like the Houston Texans like 20, 30 yard line or something like that. I gotta get better with saying like the the numbers and stuff like that. They have Kamara, fifteen hundred plus reception yards, thirty touchdowns. He's he's a bad man. He's a great football player. I didn't say he's not a, a great football player. I just don't think he's a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott. Is that so terrible? Oh my god! Don't tell me he's gonna score. He just scored. This guy just ran through the Houston Texans defense like it was nothing. Those Saints fans are so happy now. They're like, you know, we we may not kill you. <laughs> I'm like, we may not kill those doggone officials. I love how like one official was like, let's silence these. Let's silence the let's silence the Saints fans with our officiating. Nobody decides to tackle him, and they have like a guard out for for blocking for him. Nobody decided to play, I guess. Murray, 28. Nobody decided to tackle. That's fun to watch. 30-yard touchdown run. Nobody nobody decided to tackle. They brought a guard. J.J. Watt, best guy. I mean, he's, he's trying to go. I mean, he's not rushing. He's like in coverage. He like dropped back in coverage. Why are they dropping J.J. Watt? This is why Houston's going to lose the game. So the um, the decision to trade, and I talked horribly, by the way, about the Javian Clowney uh, trade to the Seahawks. And I mentioned that essentially, uh, like, uh, what, what was it? The Houston Texans came out better in the deal than the Miami Dolphins did, and so did the Seahawks. The Seahawks, they came out better, right? And... One of the reasons why I cite that is because you you get Deshaun Watson a weapon. Now, for some weird reason, the Houston Texans offensive line is still not great. It's still not obviously, you know, where it probably wants to be. And they have invested so much money into Whitney Merciless and JJ Watt, and for some weird reason, they aren't like they aren't stopping Breeze. Stop him. Stop Drew Breeze. Stop the Saints. I even know the Saints are going to win the game, and I'm like, still stop them. Lee Blocker, Deshaun Watson decides to run it in for himself. I mean, he's an athlete, man. He's like one of the only quarterbacks with a six-pack. <laughs> yeah, he landed on his back, so that's probably why he got hurt. Those Saints fans are loud, loud, loud. Carlos Hyde bounces it to the outside. He decides, you know, he he looks like he's about to run outside, but he cuts it back on the inside. And I love me some Deshaun. What else am I going to talk about besides just like, because I'm, you know, because you know, I'm, I'm I'm interested in the game, but I'm not as interested in it when I know the results. 
shouldn't have done that. Is there any more football games coming on? Not tonight, obviously, because Monday night is over with. But um, this week, who? Oh, it's Carolina versus the Bucks. So for um, you know, I'll 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 give you a heads up during the podcast. Finally, the AC kicks in. It's like seventy degrees, but it's so freaking humid in my room that it feels so much hotter than seventy degrees, man. But I'll probably give you a heads up on um, on whether or not I'll kind of cast or watch it. Um, I mean, it's Carolina versus the Bucks. I mean, is anyone interested in those two teams besides their fan bases? Because I, I, they're not making the playoffs. Let me let me look at the NFC standings really really quickly. The Bucks aren't making the playoffs. I said, oh, I, I typed in NFL. Sorry, let me go to the NFC. Hold on. Um, in that division. Oh, wow. Everyone in that division besides the Saints, uh, excuse me, lost in the, <coughs> excuse me, in the NFC South. Literally everyone lost besides the Saints. And even then, the Saints probably could have lost if uh, Deshaun Watson had a defense. That actually is going to stop people. Third and eight, 11-38 left in the third quarter. Carolina lost. The Falcons lost. The Bucks lost. That division has become kind of weak in the past couple of years. It's kind of weird. It's like, you know, Carolina, they they kind of, their defense just isn't the same. And, um, and the Falcons, they just, I mean, I don't know what's been going on with the Falcons. Matt Ryan is a great quarterback, man, but I just, I don't. I don't, I don't get why they can't... They, they lost to the Vikings in like a terrible facet. I think it was like 12 to 28. It was terrible watching that game. And I mean, it was an absolute rout. There is nothing... And they have the best... They have, they have had, in my opinion, one of the best wide receiving cores in the entire league. I mean, Matt Ryan has Julio Jones. He has Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu. Those aren't guys that you can just scoff at. Right? Like those are some really, really good wide receivers. And then he has Devontae Freeman and Taylor and he had Taylor Gabriel for the past couple of They can't win football games. I don't get it. Deshaun Watson did something that I I love about the dude. And people who don't watch Texan football. Let me write this down. Let me write this down so I can talk about this. So, what Deshaun Watson does is, of course, the rush comes. The rush comes off the edge. Laramie Tunsil. Deshaun steps up. He's like, I got the running back in the flat. I'm not about to take him. Let me step up. Let me look like I'm about to run because, again, I'm an athlete. Let me fire it 15 yards down the field to Will Fuller. Get the first down in 15 more yards instead of maybe going, um, instead of maybe, you know, not converting on third down. That's what you get when you get to Sean Watson. He kind of just fakes it like he's going to, uh, to, to the running back and then the flat, and he gives it to Will Fuller. Now, what I wrote down was I wrote down impossible to watch every game. And that are these so-called analysts that watch every single game, so to speak, and that have every single game on their TV. Now, listen, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I get it. I'm not an analyst. I only watch one football game, but... I don't think every single person 
every guy that goes on, you know, during the week, and, you know, this is kind of, I don't mean to make this a shot, but I mean this, you know, just logically speaking, I don't think they're watching every single football game. Like, how would you be able to watch every single play, especially some of the more pivotal plays? And when you think about it, like, every single football game is, like, an hour long. So, technically, like, a three-hour long block, especially if you're watching it live. I mean, it's probably, like, an hour and a half, two hours, whenever you consider, you know, the actual runtime of the game. So, I mean, I, I I don't know. Again, Deshaun gets blitzed, and he has to throw it away. Protection breaks down, throws it away. But I don't, you know what, I don't get, I, whenever I hear people give these really, really weird things, like, um, I was going to intro the podcast with some, with, like, people, with, um, with some Nick Wright, right? Let me, let me try and find the clip here. Let me try and find it. Where, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm like, what did he say this morning? He said, because I was just gonna, like, rub it in his face and say, eat crow, Nick Wright, and da 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 and he said about Dak Prescott and how Dak had scrambled and how he scrambles a lot to, to win the football game and dad da 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 hold on. Let me um Let me let me find this. Hold on. What am I what am I trying to look for? Hold on, Deshaun again, very, very distracted. A lot of things are going on here. Deshaun Watson just had a nice run, but before I watch that throw, what was I even trying? Oh yeah, Nick Wright and all that good stuff. Also, Angry Joe came out with a video. I may, we may glance at that, but I kind of just want to. I got to get my head screwed on straight. I gotta get laser fo- focused here. Um, here we go. Play Zeke play. But it was Zeke's quarterback, Dak Prescott, who was... Let me, uh, let me try and find it so that way you don't have to listen to all this stuff. Oh, no, it was with, uh, with Chris Canty as well. Here it is. Right? Is this it? Yeah, here it is. Here we go. He knew what his read was, but he was looking as if there was a different read yep. just to move the safety over, and then he was delivering strikes. If Dak plays like this, the Cowboys can go to the Super Bowl. Now, I don't know if Dak can play like this more than two or three times a season, but I wouldn't have expected him even against the Giants to play like this one time. And so it was statistically a game that only has been, happened four times in NFL history, that many yards, that many touchdowns, and a perfect passer rating. And we can't go without mentioning Kellen Moore. His first game as an offensive coordinator, he dialed up play after play that took advantage of what the Giants were allowing. You guys mentioned the split safeties. I Just real quick, if I may ask you this, it, the way Troy was talking about it on, the, on TV, it was as if, well, why would you ever play split safeties? Like, obviously, it's right down the middle. There has to be a way to defend what Dak was doing, but the Giants couldn't adjust to it. The G- Giants couldn't make the adjustments to what Dak and the Cowboys offense were doing, and it led to the Cowboys offense, to me, making almost no mistakes. Yeah, Canty was right. The Giants thought that they could take Dallas or negate their running game by playing cover two. The minimum amount of people in the box, Zeke is not up to speed, no need for us to pack the box. Mm-hmm. That's how we're going to... And throwing against five, six defenders in the secondary, typically young quarterbacks, it's going to give them more problems compared to, I'm getting ready to go out there, blitz a man-to-man, they make the reads easier. So that was the reason why, that cover two. But that play action, linebackers, they can't play the middle of the field 
and get sucked up on the run with the mm -hmm. run responsibility. So not only Kellen Moore, the play calling, but some of the window dressing, some of the pre-snap stuff, where, for instance, if they were going to line up in a bunch formation, last year they would line up in a bunch formation, bunch right, toss right. This year what they did was they lined the wide receiver up outside, bring him in motion, and they might start Zeke in the slot, bring him in motion first. So the different things that they set their players in to be able to identify where the defense was, are they playing man and zone, they gave Dak a little indicator and give him a little head start on where the ball is going to go. But the reason why... Sorry I that this like is taking a long time to develop. it's duplicatable. Reading defenses, clearly, looking off safeties, those are things you can duplicate week in and week out. Anticipation. Young quarterbacks don't want to let the ball go into areas. You could see him doing that. And the number one thing that I thought was the most promising was he was driving. Let me try and actually find it so that way I don't take up like an insane amount of time here. It's pretty much down. I mean, when the defense. Let me actually turn it down as well, just a little bit, like right about there. He's had everything, you know, out there executed to a T. Dak Prescott was the X factor. He was able to be that guy that defenses can't account for. There is no defense for a quarterback run. You just don't have it. The defense doesn't have enough numbers. To a T, do something with it. That was a big difference from the Dak I've seen in the first three years. No, CC, you're right with all of those points. Another thing that I thought was encouraging was to see Dak Prescott use his legs to be able to extend plays or to be able to scramble. Just to, to keep you on. Okay, so right there. There's two things that I kind of wanted to uh, to notice. Some small things, very, very small things that I noticed in the video that a Dak Prescott does all the time. It was when Nick Wright said Dak Prescott looks off the safety, right? He looks off the safety. So that way, you know, it it, it causes the, uh, the safety to, you know, kind of shift to that other side to anticipate the throw. And then he looks back to the other side and the play is developed and his guy is wide open and he can, you know, it's it's pretty much like one-on-one -on -one coverage. You look off the safety. It's essentially the exact opposite of what uh, Mitchell Trubisky did with that Adrian Amos play. He was staring the guy down, uh, Allen Robinson, and then he fired it into the end zone and then the free safety picks off Mitchell Trubisky because he didn't look off the safety, right? Dak Prescott does the exact opposite. You see it especially when it comes to those, you know, deep balls. Um, he got really, really good at it last year. It was kind of obvious that he got really, really good at it last year. And on top of that, he's been doing that for the past three years. He's He's been looking off safeties for the past three years. What really, and it's kind of surprising to me that Nick Wright would say that, that he, you know, that he, that he looks off the safety like it's so, like it's something that he, something new that he does. And it's like, He's been doing that for three years, now four years. The last thing that kind of like shocked me and I was like, I'm done. And I decided to not talk about it, but I found a way to talk about it because I'm kind of vain was the Nick Wright, like uh, the Chris Canty saying like Dak Prescott used his legs to extend plays. No, he did not. He stayed in the pocket. He did not move and scramble around. He stayed, he parked his behind in the pocket like a pocket passer because Dak Prescott is kind of evolving into a pocket passer. Let me find um, let me find his highlights. Because all of his deep throws, all of his throws that he was making um, today or yesterday, te technically two days ago, it's, it's Tuesday now. All of his best plays that he was throwing um, a couple of days ago were in the pocket. They were deep drops, play action. 
I mean, he fires a nice ball to on it, and I'm watching Dak Prescott's monster game with 500. I'm watching it on the NFL site, uh, not the NFL site, the NFL YouTube channel. I mean, all all of his highlights aren't extension plays. All of his highlights are him in the shotgun, deep drop, really really nice pocket, just throws over the middle. A lot of, a lot of these types of throws, and he's throwing. I mean, these are pretty balls. Oh my god. These are nice throws that he's throwing. I mean, one of one of the throws that he kind of hesitates on, because sometimes when I watched Dak Prescott last year, he gets flat-footed. And on this throw that he throws to Blake Jarwin, he kind of hesitate where he kind of pumps a little bit, and then it, then he kind of throws it, and the ball comes out a little bit wobbly. I have no idea what happened there, but he kind of just fakes. He kind of winds up like he's about to throw it, and then he stops the motion, and then he throws it because he understands that you know he, his guy is open and the ball comes out a little bit wobbly. That's kind of the only throw that I was like, oh, okay, that's not that's not the greatest of throws, but. All of his throws came from play action. They came from pocket passing. I didn't see him scrambling a whole lot. Really, the quote-unquote scrambles when Dak were when Dak Prescott would roll out via play action, like he would, you know, be under center. The the offensive, not the offensive, um, uh, Zeke would be like a couple of yards, like ten yards behind him. I think he was like the fullback or the halfback. I don't know positions in the NFL. But he was pretty much lined up, you know, 10 yards back. And he was going to act like he was going to hand it off to Zeke. And, you know, he runs play action. And he rolls out to his right and or to his left. And, he you know, he, he throws the ball. He throws a nice strike. You know, here, Michael Gallup, 12-36. He just, you know, he has great protection. And he throws the ball. He throws a nice strike. They, they blitz, by the way. And he throws the ni- a nice strike. And he gets hit. As well, nobody talks about how Dak Prescott stays in the pocket, gets hit. I mean, Dak doesn't... I haven't seen Dak... I, I didn't see Dak Dak's mobility within the pocket, to be honest with you, any of that game. But he didn't need to. Like, he didn't need to step up in the pocket. He didn't need to avoid the rush. It was great pass... It was great pass protection. And going back... Like, the whole... the Again, long-winded, kind of ridiculous soliloquy. The whole point of what I'm trying to say is that Dak Prescott was really, really good. And people aren't like, oh my God, no, that's not my point. My point is, I am so sorry. My point is, people don't watch his football games. Nick Wright has been saying for years, and I've been listening to um, to him saying this for years, and I haven't really you know, quoted him or had him on the show except for like one time. He said that Dak Prescott... Has um has had 24 bad games and 24 good games, right? Because Dak Prescott he's like 32 of like 16, right? So he he has a sec he he still has the second most wins in the NFL. And he's like, well, you know, he's had 24 bad games, he's had 24 good games, and I'm like, you haven't watched the Dallas Cowboy football games, like, and that doesn't make any sense. If you have 24 bad games, there is no way you are 500. There is no way you are a 500 team. If your quarterback has 24 bad games, there's just no way that happens. You are below 500 at that point. Ask Jameis Winston. Ask Marcus Mariota. Dak Prescott has now had a defense. Like, Dak Prescott's defense is just right. I'm not getting into all this stuff. This is pointless to me um, in some ways. In other ways, it's like, how, how are you going to spew this on national television, you know? How are you going to actually just go on national television and lie that Dak Prescott has had 24 bad games? That's not true at all. It, it it really, it doesn't annoy me. It bothers me at how inaccurate people can be 
when it comes to just basic analysis and basic, like, it's like, I get it. There's a lot of games in the NFL, at least freaking watch the games, bro. Like, can you, can you do me that? Can you do me that solid? Can you watch the games? Can you do your doggone job? Jesus Christ. Let me continue with this game. I'm going to be here all freaking night long. Deshaun Watson, third and 10. Freaking the pass protection breaks down yet again. So he has to scramble and no one's open. So guess what he does? He's freaking, he's, he's the only quarterback in the league with a six pack. So guess what he does? He decides, let me take it up the middle. Let me run. The Atkins guy, 88, he's like, let me run it. Let me, let me try and give Deshaun a, a chance here. Deshaun's like, let me run it in for the first down. Deshaun's smiling. You need to do the, you need to do the same thing with Deshaun as you've done with Dak. Get him weapons, man. Jesus Christ. I don't know why this isn't obvious for the Houston Texans. The center or the left guard just gets put on his ass. Someone just stiff-armed his ass. I think it was Jordan. They blitz with the linebacker. I mean, no, it's not the center. It's a linebacker that puts the freaking left guard on his ass. And Deshaun has to scramble. He has a clean lane. So he's like, let me take that. Thank you, please. Thank you. And he runs up the middle. I mean, give Deshaun Watson more weapons. He he has deserved them. He is your best guy. When I said this during the, um, uh, I think it was last week, I said Deshaun is probably going to get more weapons. Or not Deshaun. He's going to, um, hold on. Lisa Salters is reporting. Deshaun is going to um, to get more weapons. Not more weapons. Why do I keep saying that? He's probably going to get paid after this season because the Houston Texans want to lock his behind up and ha- and have better uh, and have a better structure with his overall contract because he's one of the best young quarterbacks in the league and he proved that yet again tonight. The only issue is his defense kind of just gives up. I have no idea how. Like he he should have beaten the Patriots once or twice. In his three-year career. But he hasn't. And he's he's done his job. But he, he just... The team can't win football games against the Patriots. So Deshaun is talking, so Lisa Salters is talking about how good Deshaun Watson is as a leader. Does he have a captain's thing? Does Deshaun have it? I don't think he does. That's weird. Free play. No, he, I think he, no, he doesn't. Free play. Deshaun, oh, throws an interception to Marshawn Lattimore. Do the Texans, do they do like the captain's sees or something? Marshawn Lattimore. They picked it off. I think it's coming back. He's running down the sideline. Yeah, they don't have captaincies um, for uh, for the Houston Texans. Alvin Kamara is right in Deshaun's face. Yeah, it's it's freaking pass interference. Don't get in Deshaun Watson's face, Kamara. You're gonna lose to the Cowboys. I mean, eh, like, eh, c- come on, come on, like, get over it. Yeah, I don't know why the Houston Texans they don't have captaincies. I'm like, it was obviously a free play. He tried to make something happen. It didn't happen. It's it happens. It happens. So Deshaun, stretching out his back. Ugh, something is definitely wrong. This is how you play, by the way, when you're hurt. Deshaun is obviously hurt, but he's still doing the exact same things. He's like, I'm not so hurt that it immobilizes me. I'm hurt, but hey, I'm still freaking playing the sport of football. I like that. I like 
I like Deshaun Watson. Let me focus on this game, and um, let me see if I can't talk about this thing that Angry Joe is reporting on. So, here we go. First and 10 at the, uh, at the I think the 16-yard line. Oh, yeah, they just scored a touchdown. Thank you very much. 21-10, Houston. No idea how they lose this game. There's 8-20 left in the third quarter. What the heck happened? How did, how did Houston lose this game? They're up, what, two scores in the third quarter? What? Oh my gosh. The Saints have been getting shut the frick down, man. ESPN has their stupid flags all over. Like, ESPN has all of their merchandising and crap all over the field. And I'm like, hey, can you just give me a better broadcast, please? <laughs> and then instead of this ridiculousness, I would like to see first and 10 on the field and not on the actual. I hate Monday Night Football. I'm glad it only happens once a week. Jesus Christ. The only good thing about it was obviously John Gruden. Actually, I like the I like the color, uh, not the color. It's the color commentator that does like play-by-play action, right? It's that guy. I like that guy. He's great. Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness. Deshaun Watson is apparently going everywhere. He apparently went to the UK this offseason. Let me listen to this. He was in Italy. He was in the UK. He was in Austria. He went to Egypt. He's wearing Jordans in every picture, by the way. He went to China, too. On the Great Wall, man. Put on longer shorts, dude. What 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 were those short shorts? In China? Really, Deshaun? Come on, man. You're better than that. First and 10, Saints 25-yard line. Drew Brees takes a deep drop, avoids the rush, gives it... He gets hit and somehow dumps it off to Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, apparently he's like Saquon Barkley, just shrugs off two rushers and is like, let me get the first down. Thank you very much, Houston Texans. Apparently nobody wants to tackle now. Apparently nobody wants to tackle. Yeah, the uh, the Houston Texans, they don't have captain C's. They they don't have like captain they don't they don't have the C's for captains which I don't I don't get at all I don't get why you don't it's great merchandising nobody wants your advertisement or whatever is like I don't I don't know you know I won't bash whatever's on the Houston Texans jersey it could be something important like a charity or something like that but I you know I, I don't want to be caught on one I don't want to be caught on the rod so to speak but um, oh that sounds weird Jesus Christ that sounds weird where did I even get that from I don't be caught. I don't want to be caught on a rod. What does that mean? What? I won't elaborate. I'll just move on. Second down, 720 in the third quarter. We're going to act like that never happened. Sean Payton with a highlighted clippered, clipboard, clipboard or clippered? Clipper, clip, clipboard. Second and three at the Saints 43-yard line. Ivan Kamara gets the first down. Running back, I don't know, Darius Jackson gets the first down. Saints, man, you know what? I really, really want Sean Payton to come to De- uh, to Dallas. <laughs> I want him after they're st- they're double teaming JJ Watt. JJ Watt isn't getting in any uh, in t- inside pressure at all. He's having to deal with double team blocks. But you know they're gonna do this to him every single day. He hasn't had zero. Ta- he hasn't had any tackles tonight. What? 
He hasn't had any tackles. Oh, my God. Was that Swearinger? This guy, Taysom Hill, just ran over a DB. Please don't be Swearinger. If that was Swearinger. But J.J. Watt, nope, it was someone else. It was Rugby. Ruby? I don't know his name. But not Taysom. um, J.J. Watt hasn't had any tackles tonight. So their defensive pressure has on, on on anything. And I've been watching JJ a lot tonight. He's he's been looking lost. I don't know what's been going on with him, but they need to find ways to get him involved, man. He's one of their best defensive players. They're playing some type of soft zone. I don't know what the frick the, the Houston Texans are doing right now defensively. I don't get it. I do know though that I like what I've seen from the uh from the Saints defense. It looks very, very exploitable. You know, it looks very, very easy. I, here's the thing. When Dallas plays against the Saints this year, I don't think they have to shut down the Saints like they did uh, against against them last year. I don't think they have to shut down Drew Brees. I don't think they have to shut down Mike Thomas. I don't think they have to do all of that stuff. I think they just have to keep the game close. I think they. I think the Saints' defense has really kind of like regressed in the past couple of years. And, I mean, I, I don't know how you're going to hit Drew Brees, man. The ball's coming out real quick, man. Let me take a swig of water real quick. Hold on. Yeah, I have no idea how you're going to sack Drew Brees. I don't know how you're going to get any pressure on the inside to Drew Brees. It just, it just doesn't. I, I don't know, man. He gets the ball out of his hands really, really quickly. He he just allows his receiver. He he knows what he knows what he's doing. He he's a veteran quarterback. The uh, the Texans they show blitz, which it's kind of like a delayed blitz off the edge and up the middle, and he reads it perfectly and he gets gets the ball out to I think uh, Mike Thomas on an out route. So. I don't know how you, I mean, Drew Brees has not been touched. They've been running, they've been running the ball with Alvin Kamara. They've been getting the ball out of his hands. They've been picking up blitzes, man. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. This is Drew Brees we're talking about here. This is one of the greatest football players of all time. One of the greatest uh, quarterbacks of all time. Whenever people get mad at why you protect quarterbacks so badly and so consistently, look at what happened to Nick Foles. Imagine if that had happened to Drew Brees. Enough said, right? So, whenever um, whenever I see Drew Brees just, you know, just being phenomenal, I'm like, we're only going to get a couple more years of this. And you kind of look around the league and you say to yourself, like, is anyone going to be able to do what Drew has been doing for the past, God knows, like, almost 20 years? Probably not. Definitely. Probably not. I mean, isn't he the all-time leader in, in yards? Like, ever? Like, I remember there was this, like, big show of, like, him giving the ball to the uh the inductor of the Hall of Famer. Like he's the guy that knocks on Hall of Famer's doors when um when they've been inducted into the Hall of Fame. I don't know his name, but he like had these like big white gloves like it was this important event, which it was, and he took the ball from Drew Brees and you know, it was his all-time um passing. It, I think it was the all-time. It was the ball that he had made that he had like gotten the record for the all-time yards in the uh in the NFL. So I mean, Drew Brees is special. And you look around the league, 
is there a guy that's going to be Drew Brees? Definitely not. But are there enough guys in the league that can kind of help take the NFL into the next generation, into the next age? Yeah, I think so. Especially Dak Prescott. I I wasn't I wasn't as sure about him. I was I was sure about him, but I didn't I didn't know he could go for four. I didn't know he could throw. Up. I I didn't know he could have a perfect passer rating. Now I'm more sure. You know, this year. And obviously, there's going to be some new guys coming in in the next couple of year in the next couple of years. I should have said this before, by the way. Um, the Saints put up a really really good drive. It's 17 14 now. Drew Brees just threw a touchdown pass to Taysom Hill. <clears throat> I don't know why I haven't been commenting on the uh, on the game. It's just I've been I've been really really distracted with um, with what's been going on, but. I, I I like the quarterbacks going into the next couple of um going into going into like the future you know and again I know a lot of like listen if you're a guy in high school in college in like middle school right that are playing defensive positions uh, maybe switch to offense and probably try and become a quarterback because that's where all the money is that's where all the fame is it's just great to be a quarterback man it really is. You get protected. The game, uh, people care more about, uh, listen, offense is way more interesting to watch than defense. Like a good, uh, like Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott, that game where the defenses were bad, I would say, that game was way more fun to watch than the Bears versus the Packers because it was where the offense was just terrible. It It was, those two games were more fun than that, than that Bears versus the Packers game because offense is just way more fun to watch, you know. Bad offense, like it's weird. It's like good offense, great offense is really really fun to watch. Bad offense is just terrible to watch. It's very very weird, you know. Good good defense, it's okay to watch, you know. Like if they're just getting stops, like that's okay to watch. But if they're getting picks, if they're getting turnovers, if they're pick sixing, if they're if they're actively contributing, that's fun. But it's not as fun as if like Aaron Rodgers throws like a sixty-yard bomb downfield for a touchdown. You know that's fun. But Angry Joe has uh, this video series. It's AJS News, Angry Joe uh, Show News. Which I mean, everyone has a news show. Even I have a news show. It's Hot Take Tuesday. But it's, again, it's more hot takes than anything else. But everyone has like a news show nowadays and his is, um, I haven't really watched it because I don't, I try not to watch video game news shows because I mean, everyone has, everyone within the industry, everyone within like YouTube now has their own like news show and stuff like that. And I, I I don't really like to watch a whole lot of them. And, um, it's, it's just kind of, they're not very interesting to me. But he actually has some pretty interesting topics. The EA, EA's world record, FIFA boss promoted, Nintendo Direct, NBA 2K20 review bombed. That's kind of no surprise to me. But I mean, some of this stuff is like, no surprise, NBA 2K review bombed. Let's kind of see what EA got when it comes to a world record. Um, okay, so he's promoting his merch. Let me see. What is this? I think he's talking about a game. What is this? I support everyone's right to complain about tech stuff, tech industry stuff, Epic Store with exclusive games and a Spartan feature set is a fine target for ire, but please help separate facts and opinions from the lies about spyware and foreign control. Wasn't there actual spyware? I I didn't, again, I didn't like read the entire article, but wasn't there actual like, 
I don't I don't think I don't know about the Spyro and the foreign control thing, but I do know that they were like monitoring people's gameplay or something like that. I don't know. It was weird. I don't use the Epic Store. What is this? I mean, it's talking about Cyberpunk. This is a video gaming podcast as well as um as well as a sports podcast. I'm trying to do both. Definitely shouldn't juggle, but um I'm going to learn my lesson after when I hear this. When I um when I'm done with the podcast, so I think he's talking. What is he talking about now? Hold on. World kind yeah. of multiplayer, and I'm like, nah, man. Just if I want to do it, then let me do co-op or let me do it in the normal world. But we'll see. Yeah. Look, uh, we had another uh, lead dev leaving uh, like an unfinished game this time at Bethesda. So okay, so they're talking about Cyberpunk 2077's um multiplayer experience. Are they gonna talk? What is this? Things in together, and you're like. Is, did someone timestamp this so I can... I should have just timestamped it. Okay, here we go. He timestamped it himself. Great job, Angry Joe. Uh, so, oh, by, oh, he's talking about Super Meat Boy being an exclusive. Cyberpunk being um, first-person cutscenes. I don't... Okay. EA Guinness World Record. What is that? Oh, oh, Deshaun Watson just threw an interception on third and eight. He 100%. Oh, my God. Deshaun Watson should not have thrown that pick, man. He 100% should not have thrown that pick. He th- he's been throwing a lot of deep drops, a lot of deep... Let me let me talk about Deshaun for a second. So Deshaun throws, you know, a, he throws into double coverage. This is, a, this is a mistake through and through by Deshaun. Nice clean pocket, nice ball. It's, it's a little bit on the inside. He should have thrown it more to the outside, but I... It was it was, it was double covered. It was like yeah, you shouldn't have thrown it. So DeAndre Hopkins decides let me pile drive the uh, the Saints DB, and of course that's gonna attract ire. I have no idea where I read that from, but that's gonna attract ire from the uh, the Saints. Who, by the way, he's over at the Saints sideline. So what do you think is about to happen? He's getting jumped right now. He's pissed. Want to know why DeAndre Hopkins is pissed? Because he knows that, like, they're about to get scored on. It's a four-point game. It's 27-17, third, third quarter, one minute, 48 seconds left in the quarter. Like, he knows that's a big turnover. The Saints, they're not even jumping on him anymore, excuse me. They're laughing at him. They're like, throw that flag. And they did. Deshaun, not Deshaun, DeAndre is pointing to the other side like like the Houston Texans didn't just turn the ball over. Deshaun Watson hasn't thrown an interception in 200 pass attempts. My goodness. DeAndre pile drives this dude. Jesus Christ, man. Woof. DeAndre Hopkins is pissed because he dropped two easy passes uh, from Deshaun that probably could have been two easy first downs. And these were like passes that could have that could have turned into touchdowns. And he I mean, he's pissed. He knows he, he hasn't necessarily had a great game. I mean, he's DeAndre bleeping Hopkins. It's like, who cares, dude? It's like, you're going to have a good game eventually. It doesn't really matter. Again, the Saints win this game like 30-something to 28. I don't really care. Uh, I do care. I, 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 I don't care about the score. It's like, obviously, I don't care. This hasn't been a great game. Not a great game. A great podcast. Oh, my goodness. 
Let's listen to what uh, what Angry Joe says about the Guinness World Record. What is this? So this, I want, I want to, I want to congratulate Electronic <laughs> Arts, okay. Electronic Arts what? and their excellence. Uh, they are now in the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, they have uh, a 683,000 downvotes in a single comment. Oh. Is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> the Guinness Book of World Records. So congrats. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> you have won the award. Yeah, the worst, yeah. the absolute worst. Yeah, so your continued response. excellence is uh, appreciated, and I like the consistency. It is now in history. <laughs> yeah, it's it in goes history. down in history. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, is there any more stories? Borderlands 3 preloading, um, Stardock's new game, Steam new UI and beta, EA promotes FIFA boss, ultimate, about... Well, well, so he has AJ's excitement about Need for Speed. We'll listen to that. Oh, wait, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll go to this. We'll go to the bad reviews from the 2K community. Speaking about sports, uh, NBA 2K20. The game is on commercial break, by the way. What a wonderful fucking day. Yeah, all the reviews on it on Steam is, like, overwhelmingly negative. And on Metacritic, the user score, I think, right now is, like, one Let me try and turn it up just a little bit. So, so, yeah, it's super negative, but... People are still buying. It's the number one selling game in the UK right now. That puts out. They, the reason we look at the UK is they put out better like sales data than they do here in the United States. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I've been saying for for um, for the past couple of months because I understand it, and it's kind of one of the things that's obvious where it's like a lot of people can universally agree that it's a shit show. You know the the annual released sport based games. It's a shit show. They're they're not very good. Um, they're very, very similar. I'm watching this guy. I was, I, what's his name? Do I have his video up? Um, I think I do. Where is it? Where he talks about Madden. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's Ryan Moody, 21. He's been talking about how terrible, uh, Madden has been and he's been showing clipping and, uh, and a lack of attention to detail and certain stuff for the past couple of videos and stuff like that. It's really, really interesting. But it's very, very similar to, um, to what a lot of people have been doing to the video gaming <coughs> industry, but he's been showing a lot of really, really bad inconsistencies with uh, with with the game, with animations, and things of that nature. And I, I, I mean, people are going to buy Madden, people are going to buy FIFA, people are going to buy these games because they're not very, um, they're hypocrites. You know, yeah, there we go. They're hypocrites. They say, "Hey, I I really really hate microtransactions in games, but I'm going to support microtransactions in games by constantly buying them." So, you know, that's that's kind of not new. So, is Drew Brees going to drive down the field? It's second and one, third quarter, one ten left in the game. Let me um let me let me listen to why Angry Joe is excited about uh, the need for speed. Is nope. The, yeah, they don't want to tackle. Uh, What's his name? Alvin Kamara broke like two tackles. Wait, he just fumbled. Alvin Kamara just broke like two to three tackles and was dragging a guy with him almost to the end, almost to the end zone. It's like first and ten at Houston's, uh, at Houston's like uh, what was it? Houston's like fifteen yard line. I mean the Houston Texans they don't want to tackle Alvin Kamara, so just run the ball, just give him the ball, man. I mean he's dragging one guy. 
he he just get, he breaks like three tackles trying to get to the end zone. Nobody wants to tackle him anymore. Nobody does not want to tackle this dude. Let's listen about let's listen to why Angry Joe is excited about need for speed. I'm actually excited about Joe because they said no microtransactions. At they, launch or ever? At they use the ever. word ever. Mm. Now I don't know. I, I gotta look that up, yeah, but I'm pretty sure because like, yeah, it is a yeah. It doesn't yeah, yeah. sound right, right? Yeah, yeah. But for this game, but I've actually been enjoying this game because they released a companion app, and I'm glad I get a chance to talk about this because I fart around with it before I go to sleep, and it is completely free. And what is it? It's literally just the garage. Every week they open up a bunch. It it's like containers, and you're like, oh shit, what is this? But no, mm. all the containers just open up automatically on Wednesdays. There's boxes. There's a loot in them. Surprise. Yeah, they have nine cars for free in them, and then you customize them so that when you get the game, you've already done the customization. I was like, this is really cool. A little app with interaction with the main game. And I was like, I want to see more mobile games like that rather than mobile games that are filled with microtransaction garbage. Transfer your car. Only five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. No, Joe, Wait come on. I know that. That's very funny joke, Joe. And I'm sure everybody in chat says that. Them, but man. I like to give credit where credit is due. That's what well, we you do haven't here seen on the Angry it. They just well. Yes, we've seen it. It's completely free. For now. For, for now. now. Yeah, for now. That's you're always you you're yelling at us. It's like, how do you complete. not see? They pulled the wool over your eyes. <laughs> You've got an EA microtransaction thing. Where you're o- literally opening free loot boxes? No, there's no loot complete. boxes, is what I'm saying. Well, they're free. The they're garage is there. You're uploading your cars, and at no point. All right, this is kind of wash. This is kind of a wash. Um, I thought they were gonna talk about the gameplay mechanics. Like I've 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 played Need for Speed, um, Payback. Um, I didn't really I, like. Listen, the game as much, and I have to, uh, and I have to preface this by saying, like, do I like? the card pack system in Need for Speed Payback. No. But do I like that you get to upgrade your car, upgrade any car to it being scalable to pretty much like, like you can have the car that you get at the beginning of the game and it can compete with a lot of the cars that you're racing against at the end of the game. I really, really like that. I like that aspect of the card parts. I obviously hate the actual loot boxes. I hate the um the you know the the plachinko machine in the game. That's pretty much how you unlock uh, the parts. I hate that. I think that's terrible. But I actually really really like the you know the 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 part system in the game, and I also really really liked the driving um the game the gameplay. Looks really, really interesting. I've been watching this YouTuber. What's his name again? I think it's Black Panther. I've been watching this dude, Black Panther. He's been really, really great at covering the game overall. And I've really, really enjoyed his own, like, you know, his videos on it. His, um, his, like, he has his own gameplay for it. He went to, I think, PAX West or something like that. And let me try and fast forward through this. I'm not fast forwarding through any of the advertisements because I'm watching Angry Joe here. But he was talking about a lot of the driving and how, you know, and how, like, it, it's it's a little bit hard to explain if you didn't actually play Need for Speed Payback, but essentially, to drift, you don't necessarily need to hold the brake as you're turning a corner, you just double tap the, um, the gas and you go into a drift, there's also parts that can allow you for, uh, that can allow for better drifting and other parts for, um, 
for uh, for more like a steady, just like taking turns better, I guess. Like I, I like that aspect of just car uh, car customization. By the way, the Saints just scored yet again, 14, 14 yard reception to Tuaquan Smith, twenty one twenty three. Let's see if Deshaun Watson can muster up something. Um, he can, but he probably he won't win the game. Let me also um, listen to this. So, uh, FIFA boss Dave Rudder to oversee Dice in a new role. People for shit that's already in the game, and you're repaying and repackaging. Hold on, hold on. Boxes and ultimate team modes. Uh, that uh, that was the last big one we have. Is there anything you guys want to talk uh, about? Oh shit. Um, no, I don't. I, <clears throat> unless there was a news story. Oh no, EA. Oh, yeah. I got to talk about EA. The mm -hmm. boss of the FIFA games oh, yeah. was recently <sighs> promoted, guys. Promoted. This is the guy that basically uh, oversaw the ultimate team. Yeah. The thing that has been ruining our sports games for the past X amount of years. This no. Um, ultimate team hasn't been ruining. As, and I get it. I get that microtransactions are terrible, right? But... The thing that has been killing Ultimate, the the thing that has been killing the FIFA, like the FIFA, I shouldn't say the thing that's been killing FIFA because a lot of people still play the game. The thing that's been killing FIFA is it hasn't gotten better. It's remained the exact same thing. The thing, like if you take out Madden, if you take out like the loot boxes in Madden, is Madden a good game? No, it's not. If you take out the loot boxes in Ultimate Team, is the game a good game? No, it's not. But compounded with how much these games suck with predatory microtransactions that are just absolutely terrible, it really amplifies just how terrible EA is as a company and just how terrible these games are. Like, I get what people are saying when it comes to microtransactions, but if you, if you really take a look at some of these games with microtransactions in it, it is a lot deeper than that. It is lazy developing. It is just the annual re-release of the same garbage over and over and over again in different packaging. You repackage it. You put a different player on the, on the front of the cover of the game and da-da-da-da-da. So you can repackage it as a different game when in reality it's the same game with the same issues. You just make more money off of it because now players have to redo all of the work because they have a microtransactional system. It's a very, very... Uh, lucrative money-making way, but no, I I don't think that loot boxes are are the only reason why these games suck. Since sort of era of microtransactions stagnating our games, it's it's uh, not that reason. Like FIFA, if if anybody has been aware of 2K, you've been aware 2K was was terrible for you know like back in 2012 2013 there's a jump i think 14 15 16 one of those years where the game kind of jumped but i mean they've been doing this this crap fifa has been doing this crap for almost 10 years like it's not the microtransaction stagnating the game it's the annual release i i'm 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 not going to just constantly disagree with all of his points actually in the madden now yeah. NBA 2K and FIFA may be adding new modes, unlike Madden. So they're all jolly does that. No, but I guarantee you these modes mm. will eventually become paid. This new uh, Volta mode or whatever, the the new soccer mode. They said no microtransactions. 
for now. Yeah. Or they for use now? the words. Yes, they use the at words like at, at, yeah. at launch or yeah. something just so they can leave themselves a way out so that they can monetize we this shit later. He said at launch. Later. It's past launch now. Yeah, it's been this three days. is the kind of shit. I can't find the dude's name. You know what? His name doesn't matter yeah. because it's awful. I'll put it here if I need to. But basically, he's now going to oversee Battlefield, mm-hmm. Battlefront, mm-hmm. and Need for Speed. Yeah. These franchises that do not need any kind of these microtransactions. Yeah, Battlefront's never had microtransactions Ultimate, I know, but like, what I say are Battlefront. Yeah. The Star Wars Battlefront. But now Need for Speed, but you get random cards. Hope. New engine. Yeah, <laughs> Well, no, that already happens, right? Yeah. So Remember this our video on yeah. that? And it was shit. Okay, it was fucking garbage, and I'll tell you what, this actual new Need for Speed coming out, I'm actually excited about, Joe, because... Okay, that's kind of where he transitions into talking about Need for Speed. So, Need for Speed Payback, I played it, the story was terrible, I, I, and I did a video about it, where, where is it, let me, let me go to my, let me go to my YouTube channel. Um, a look... A look back at payback. I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize like at the time that I, that I actually rhymed. But I was watch. I was playing. I played through the entirety of Need for Speed Payback. It was on sale, and I talked about how I didn't like. I, I don't know. Did I talk about how I didn't like the microtransactional system? It was the, technically it wasn't a microtransactional. It was loot boxes. You didn't have to pay for it. In fact, you didn't. You couldn't pay for it. It was more along with real money. You paid with the card. Pot, with you, you paid. And this is like when I played it. So this is in 2019. The game uh, came out in 2017. But when I played it, you didn't pay for card parts. In my opinion, I think that the that system was set up that way so they could integrate like actual like real world money. Like you could pay for microtransactions. You could pay for card parts. But um, something happened, whether it was Battlefront 2 or something, maybe in the development they had to change some things around. But it definitely felt like it was primed and ready for microtransactions in the game, but they just didn't implement it for some weird reason. So, uh, But with that game, I actually enjoyed the driving in the game. I enjoyed the um, the car races. Uh like only only the street races i hated everything else pretty much like the game was a lot of fun during a lot of stretches it was just really really bad in a lot of other stretches as well but overall the actual gameplay was fun like that's the thing that i kind of want to hit home here there's a lot of bs with the game like a lot of like side quest mission stuff a lot of the main story missions kind of sucked and um a, a lot of the gameplay was based around the driving, and the driving was top-notch, man. It was really, really good. Deshaun Watson just got sacked again. But his offensive line gets gives him enough time to throw the football, right? Yeah, of course it does. But And I have to preface this, that microtransactions are absolute... Oh, it's holding on the offensive line, so they let the guy come through, and of course he gets sacked again. I have to preface this, again, like, microtransactions are a horrible system within video games. But can we be honest here? Can we seriously be honest? Anthem was not a terrible game because of microtransactions. Anthem was a terrible game because they restarted development twice within, like, a two- to three-year span. Like, can we be honest with ourselves? Okay? 
The reason why Madden and FIFA is are terrible fucking games is because they don't do anything new and they haven't improved upon it. Let me go to the guy. Where, where's his video? Where's his video? Here we go. I have to watch an ad first. Um, the, he's he's going to break it down here. Let me actually... He's going he's gonna, to... His video... This video is called Did Madden Actually Improve? Here we go. Let me um let me unmute it. What is going on guys? Welcome back. Comments let me mute myself too. 20, really an improvement. Normally I could show you a million different video clips. I wanted to show you just some pictures. This is TY Hilton riding Jalen Ramsey like a horse from my live stream last week. This has happened before. This is Mad 19. Quarterback rides a defensive tackle like a horse. Did a video on it then. Still happens today. Players going through each other for fumble recoveries. Here's Travis Kelsey in Madden 19 being passed through for a fumble recovery. This is Madden 20, where you've got the same scenario. Note the collar, the 100-year logo. But it's not just... Not to say that this is a bad video, but it uses a lot of pictures. And um, let, let me let me give you this video. Let me give you this video. I kind of don't want to explain the pictures. And I kind of just want to get this uh, get this going. I'll, where is it? Here we go. Here's a video where I think it's it has a lot more views. I think it's going to be a lot better. Here we go. Here's Ryan Moody, 21. Here you go. Welcome back. Comments here for you all. Pro Football 2K Mad 20. Before I, I get into this video, listen, I'm sorry to anybody that works on this game. Probably the hardest I've ever been on Madden. But I'm more sorry to the people that have to play this game. Because it is borderline grade school level programming that I'm going to talk about here. Now, I had somebody in the comment section the other day tell me that it's not fair for me to show all pro football 2k pass blocking because Clint Oldenburg said in Madden 20 pass blocking on play actions is legacy code which means it's more than 10 years old and since he hasn't had time to address it it's not fair to bring it up so we'll not bring that up we're not going to bring up this wobbly pass with the wide receiver adjustment either I know some people will bring up this shifting and warping which we've talked about in the past is okay it happens in mad happens in every game but what I do want to talk about is what happens right here because I don't see it in Madden, and I know it was an all-pro football, and I know it was in backbreaker. And even if you don't believe that this receiver is extending the ball across the goal line, you should be able to understand that since this game came out on a prior console, this game here, Madden 20, should have evolved. EA should have created and adapted a way for players to understand where the end zone is. This is tons of animations playing out. But not one of them has Antonio Brown, one of the best receivers, the poster boy on the game last year, knowing that he has to extend the ball to score a touchdown. It's the equivalent of a basketball game that has no net, a race car game that has no start-finish line. Antonio Brown does not know how to get the ball across the goal line to score. He Context. So, essentially what he did was, I think he showed... I mean, he showed a, 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 I think, I don't know what it is. I think this is a different game. So this is a different game. The first game that he was talking about was a different game. And, the, and he's essentially talking about the player extending for the goal line. And he shows Antonio Brown, again, one of the best receivers uh, in the game, not understanding that he's right next to the goal line and kind of doing some weird movements where he kind of just like, he receives the ball, but he doesn't extend for the touchdown like Antonio Brown actually would. It's something incredibly small, but incredibly important for a game like this, where he breaks the tackle, he breaks a tackle, and he should... Sometimes he, he even 
is like on the three yard line and he just he the momentum carries him out of bound and he doesn't actually extend trying to get the touchdown. It doesn't make any sense. He's right on this. One hundred percent. Boy on the game last year, knowing that he has to extend the ball to score a touchdown. It's the equivalent of a basketball game. This is the play. And by the way, the animations are wobbly. I'm not going to do like an... I, I don't know anything about animations, but they all look really, really terrible. The ball to score a touchdown. They it's all look the terrible. the equivalent of a basketball game that has no net. I mean, Antonio Brown, I mean, his body like shifts without him actually moving his hips. So it's like his whole body moves left to right while like his... One of his legs is is in that animation of running and he like turns. It's a very, very weird look. I, like Madden is not a solid game when it comes to animations. Neither is FIFA. This is one of the reasons why the games suck because anim like animations are super important as to explaining what's going on with you, the on-screen models, right? When it comes to football, animations are super important because it's how you understand like, if it's it's how you understand a lot of things it's how you understand like if a ball can be picked how to and when to receive the ball you know how how, how the quarter how the quarterback throws the football determines how far it's going to go and all of that plays into animations and when your animations look like look like Madden in NFL animations it kind of like what's the word I'm looking for it's it's hard to choreograph anything visually right and it just looks sloppy. It, it looks terrible. The game looks god-awful when it comes to these animations. And you can just see how lazy it's been. Not to just bash. He, he's going to do a lot of the bashing for me. And by the way, the video is only three minutes long. It's it's 341. It's an encouraging piece of work. I encourage you to watch it. Not an encouraging piece of work. It's a real good piece of work. Scar game that has no start-finish line. Antonio Brown does not know how to get the ball across the goal line to score. He doesn't even make an attempt. Now, let's take a look at what happens when he does score. I want to break this down as simplistically as possible. There's three players here to defend the goal line. Not Antonio Brown, but the goal line. If we want to assign them tasks, let's say this linebacker, he's going to defend the pass. We're going to say this corner, he's going to defend Antonio Brown. He's just going to protect the receiver and guard him. And let's say this safety, as the name implies, he's going to be the last line of defense and just protect the goal line. Now I want you to watch what happens in just about two or three frames. All three of these players either did not move or moved backwards and gave the entire outside of the field to Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happens. You have three receivers. They are trailing behind Antonio Brown. It's an easy out route. It's an easy just give it on the outside. Don't throw it in the inside or else it's going to get picked. Linebacker, though, could still try to defend a pass if he moves. But he doesn't. He runs but in line. Let me let me watch this the again. The linebacker though could let me watch move. this again without his commentary. So let me watch this again. So you have Antonio Brown. He's kind of sandwiched in between three guys, and well, for starters, the deep the um, the safety doesn't move. He does stand still. The linebacker he plays the middle of the field. The DB that's supposed to be guarding Antonio Brown he has the out he has the outside right. It's it's pretty much great coverage up until. Uh, he unpauses it. <laughs> it's like you have the linebacker who has the middle. The free safety has the ha, has, the free safety isn't moving, and I, I don't know why. But yeah, it the the weird thing is the DB looks like he's moving, but he kind of just moves up, and then he kind of does like the running man, like he he jogs in place. It's very very 
weird. Nobody has the outside. So, of course, it's just outside. I, I don't get it, man. I really, really don't get it. But, yeah, I mean, this is Madden. And, of course, Antonio Brown catches the ball. The ball clips through his hands because that's Madden. And, I mean, I... I, I multi-billion dollar franchise multi-billion dollar game they can't give like 60 70 million to animations i don't get it man so there you go that's kind of one of the videos that i've been watching um one of the youtubers i've been watching for the past couple of weeks i was gonna do a video on it i have to do something for hot take tuesday there could be something kind of there could be something that i could be you know doing or i, I what, what's the what's the word i'm looking for there could be something that I there's a video that I could do that uses that video, but I I, I don't I don't really know, man. I just, I just I don't want to really jump on the bandwagon of jumping on freaking what's it called on Madden and on EA. Everybody does that. They already get enough shit as they should. Uh, I feel like there's nothing that I can add to the con uh, to the conversation about EA and Madden. That already hasn't been said 80 million times before. So, like, I don't have an interesting take or whatever on it. What the fuck am I watching right now? What is this? Hold on. What the fuck did I just watch? There are, like, these guys in, like, these SWAT gear. Okay, so they're Terminators. And they look like the Terminators. What is it? Exterminators, right? And they're dressed like they're in freaking SWAT gear. Like they're SWAT. I'm like, what am I watching? Am I watching like some freaking like what? I feel like I'm watching. I feel like I'm watching some type of cult video or something. They're all in like sunglasses. They're all outside. They're all fat. <laughs> like what am I watching right now? Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't get it, man. Um, not that I, sorry, it's not that I don't get it, I'm just not going to talk about EA and stuff like that. I feel like I do way better, um, a, uh, a way better justice to games that, um, that are actually really, really good and I enjoy, I enjoy giving platforms to those games, I enjoy talking about those games instead of, um, you know, talking shit about EA. I feel like that's kind of a waste of my time. DeAndre Hopkins just missed another pass, it's third and six. Um, fourth down, third down in the fourth quarter, 7-11. Sorry that, uh, 7-11 left in the third quarter, fourth quarter, excuse me. Sorry that I haven't been on my A game. I've been very, very unfocused today. I apologize for that. Man, I gotta get some sleep tonight. My sleep schedule has been, I, but I gotta like, I gotta record, then edit the Hot Take Tuesday video. So that way I can, you know, I wanna record Hot Take Tuesday. I didn't upload for like a week. I was going through some heavy stuff last week and you know i kind of just want to create content now i kind of want to get it back on that train deshaun watson they wave off the freaking call i think it's like a false start on the offense or something like that yep false start offense man i can't you know what and i kind of um i'll probably have a a, a podcast up within the next couple of days talking about whether or not i will be podcasting on thursday to be honest with you, I mean, none of this is going live. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Like, and that game will probably be, I, I don't know. I, I mean, podcast is only audio. So, I mean, it's kind of like, it's not, it's kind of like I can just give up. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm really tired. It's one o'clock in the morning. It's 1.40, by the way. But um, what was I, th- what was I saying? Or what was I trying to say? Um, Like the podcast episodes, they're only like, 
they're only like less than 200 megabytes so i could i mean i could theoretically get it out it takes me like a long ass time to upload youtube videos because of how long they are deshaun watson converts on third and 10 at the goal line deandre hopkins uh, deandre hopkins catches a beautiful ball what do you know deshaun jackson no oh my god deshaun watson has to step up in the pocket avoid the rush beautiful job by him but he holds the ball for too long they're not really trying to run the ball anymore. Apparently, nobody wants to tackle running backs. This guy, Darius Jackson, or Duke Johnson. Oh, my gosh. Duke Johnson just ran through, like, three guys who just did not want a part of him. They're like, you know what? Let me just freaking not tackle and not play the sport like it's supposed to be played. Hey, why don't you tackle these guys? How about that? Tackle these guys. Um... Yeah, a lot of these, I'm looking at another, I'm looking at a, uh, another, like, YouTube channel that kind of just covers uh, gaming, and it's kind of, it's kind of like the exact same thing, it's kind of like, alright, we have, we have loot boxes in our games and stuff like that, and hold on, let me, let me kind of mute you, let me kind of mute, like, the audio, let me, let me mute, like, my desktop mod audio, and let me just, like, listen to this really, really quickly. Um. Here we go. Actually, I'm gonna play you the audio. You'll know who it is. It's Young Ye, right? Fuck off, Ye. All right. Fuck right off. If there is one thing EA is absolutely consistent on, it is their. So I mean, he's he's right on this. He's right that the uh, the surprise mechanics. Uh, that the what was it it was the lady that had lied pretty much to a foreign congress or whatever she was like we have we have surprise mechanics we don't have loot boxes and, and she pretty much lied um to congress or to i think like the scottish congress or something like that and it was obvious i made a video about how i made a video about it um it was the video game analysis video it was star wars the fallen order or the jedi fallen order or whatever it was called and I pretty much said I'm not going to cover the game fairly because EA isn't necessarily doing anything fairly to um, to its consumers. So why should I be fair to them if they're not fair to their consumers? And I made a f uh, like I made jokes about it, <laughs> or at least I tried my best to make jokes about it. But I didn't really take it that seriously because I knew that EA is a giant joke. I'm like I knew that they would do something like this that they would find a way to defend their actions. Like, in, in, and then on top of that, EA is, go like, people are going to buy their game, right? Like, I've pretty much, I haven't bought, when was the last time I bought a, an EA game? It was the, it was like Madden 2016 or something like that. It was $5 at GameStop, and it was just because I wanted a football game, because obviously I'm a football fan. I've been sitting in my chair watching football for the past, like, two and a half hours almost. I love football, but I hate football games, video games. They're terrible. So I was like, let me get a cheap one. You know, for $5 at GameStop. And um, I stopped playing it within three days. Like, I, it was terrible. It was god-awful. Uh, the passing was terrible. Everything everything about the game, I didn't like. And I just... Or, better yet, it just got tired. And I, I didn't understand how people could, honest to God, play this game for years upon years. It's terrible. It's god-awful. It... it frustrates me to see that the game has had this long of a uh, of a lifespan and people are just buying the same shit over and over again but 
when I was when I watched that press conference, I didn't think about fuck saying fuck EA right in their fucking ass or whatever. I, I don't know what he said. Fuck right off. That's what he said or something like that. I just kind of thought that's kind of EA. They're kind of like a scorpion. What, what's the, it's the it's the scorpion and the frog. I sting you. It's what I do. If you don't know, there's a story about how you know a scorpion and a frog needed to get across the river. The scorpion said, uh, "Let me let me ride on your back." The frog said, "You'll sting me." The scorpion said, "No, I won't." The scorpion gets on the frog's back. The scorpion, midway through the river, stings the frog. The frog looks at the scorpion and says, why did you sting me? The scorpion says, I'm a scorpion. I sting you. It's what I do. That's what an EA does. They sting people. You know? Am I surprised that they did something that terrible? Lied to Congress, pretty much? Yes. No, I'm not surprised. I'm a little bit tired. No, I'm not surprised that they would do something like this. I'm surprised that people's reactions were so, like... Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, no, I'm not going to use that analogy. I was about to say something really, really bad. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like that book that I was reading. It's kind of like a pimp. It's like, you know, do you expect great treatment from a pimp if you're his girl? No. You know, you shouldn't expect him to treat you well. I I, I don't know why I said that. That was a terrible analogy. It's like, what I... EA, EA is an abuser, so if they abuse you, if they say, if they try and defend their actions because they are, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for, unaware of their self-awareness, of their not self-awareness, it's like, I'm not, I'm not confused at all about what they did with loot boxes and how they defended it. I'm not confused, I'm not, like, weirded out by it. It's, they're scorpion, man. They sting people. I have no idea how they have a consumer base after, after what they've done, you know? But, um, and their consumer base knows it. They understand it. But, um, they accept it. And they purchase their games, you know? There's this scene in X-Men, um, The Last Stand, where mutants are getting vaccines. For, not vaccines, they're getting cures for their mutations. And other mutants are like... No, don't, like, don't, you know, we're, what, it's what makes us special, essentially. It's like, you know, don't, don't go and do it. Don't go get vaccines, da-da-da-da-da-da. And you had, like, mutants trying to sympathize with the other mutants, but then it turns into a riot. That's kind of how I feel about how, you know, some of the, uh, how some of the people are reacting to EA now. It's like, you know, just don't buy their games, man. Just, you know, I'm like the mutant outside protesting the vaccine. I'm like, it's what makes you special. Don't purchase the games. Don't do it. One minute, 57 seconds left in the game. Deshaun Watson is sitting on the sideline. He's kind of pissed. 24-21 Saints. They are driving towards the end zone. So, Like, don't purchase the games, man. You know? And on top of that, try not to give them any attention. A lot of people already do. I've kind of... Um, I'll probably buy the um, the new Need for Speed because I actually like a lot of what they're doing in it. Um, I probably won't get Star Wars Battlefront, whatever it's called, The Fallen Order, The Jedi, The Fallen Order one. Um, I, I have a bad feeling about that game. And, um, what else am I not going to purchase from EA this year? Oh, obviously all of their annual released content. So, I, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. When the game's over, I'll get off. 
I know this hasn't been... I'm, I'm, this is kind of like when a comedian bombs. <laughs> this is like when a comedian bombs. They get on stage, they think they have a great set, and they say they're in like five minutes in, they're like, oh, this is going to be a long night. I'm, I'm like, it's it's 1.48. I got to record another video. It, it's it's going to be one hell of a long night for me. Wish me luck. I have no idea what video I'm going to... What video I'm going to make today. No idea whatsoever. But you know what? We'll see. We'll see. Saints, freaking, they're uh, they're driving right now. They have 123 rushing yards in the second half. That's fun. They had 23 in the first half. Great job, Houston Texans defense. Giving your quarterback a shot. But it's going to be on how he doesn't hold the ball, how he holds the ball for too long and doesn't create space. Yeah, all right. Those Saints fans are just incredible fans. They dress up for their for their team. They're like Raider fans if the Raiders actually won. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who called a timeout? I think the Houston Texans did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one minute left in the game. They have to call timeout. I'm like, why, why are they calling timeout? Unaware of what's going on in the game. Bill O'Brien, he, uh, he takes his, his, his thing off, his, his headset off. He's starting to sweat a little bit. He's in those doggone sweats. They're playing in the Superdome. I wonder how many cat no none. <laughs> I'm like I wonder how many cowboy fans would be there, and I'm like none. There's there's a lot of fans. A lot of New Orleans fans are. are it's like New Orleans is kind of like Houston, man. Like except when it comes to the Pelicans because the Pelicans suck. New Orleans fans they support the New Orleans Saints, man. They do not care. They do not care one bit about about any other any of the other teams. They they rep their teams and they rep them hard. They rep specifically they exclusively the Saints, man. Especially because they have that symbol, the uh, the the symbol of like royalty in France. I don't know what it is. They have that thing on the uh, on the side of their their helmets, and they have it all over their merchandise. Even my pastor loves the Saints. He he calls them God's team. Eesh, man. Didn't talk about them at all Sunday. Actually, I didn't. I didn't go to church yesterday. Technically two days ago. I'm like, I didn't go to church. Drew Brees. I think they're about to punt it. Or not punt it, but they're about to kick off. So that should be fun. Watch that in action. Let me freaking watch this. What are they going to do? Sean Payton looking as debonair as ever. Fourth and six. 47 field goal attempt. Is it good? It's good. It is good. 30-27. Deshaun Watson's getting treatment. He's on the sideline. He's like, I got to get this $38 million a year. I got to get this $38 million a year. No, he's on the sideline. He's getting treatment right now. Uh, he's one. He's 18 of 28, 193, two, two touchdowns. He's been sacked fucking six times. Six times in his first fucking game. Yeah, but it's on Deshaun. Of course it's on him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, on Deshaun. Oh, You know, he hasn't protected himself at all. Of course it is. Of course it's on Deshaun. You know, why not? Why not? Drew Brees is like 338 yards. He's 29 of 38. Drew Brees has been absolutely phenomenal. Saints fans, they are excited. 50 seconds left. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. At the 25. 
50 seconds to go. Let's see if Deshaun Watson can muster up a win. Oh my goodness. Throws it down the sideline to DeAndre Hopkins. He's been having an on-again, off-again type of night. He ha he's been he's been catching balls. He's been dropping balls. But here he catches a beauty from Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson has the football too long and he doesn't scramble outside of the pocket. Deshaun Watson is the player that I'm most worried about after only seeing one preseason game and seeing absolutely no Texan football. Willie McGinnis, whatever your name is, that made that prediction. It's probably not even Willie McGinnis. I have no idea who. They all look the same. They all sound the same. Deshaun Watson, first and 10 at the 43-yard line of the of the New Orleans Saints. Pumps, throws it. Oh, my goodness. Kenny Stales, the guy that they got in the trade for Larry McTunzel. Touchdown, Texans. Two plays. First, second play of the drive. That's what that's what you get when Deshaun Watson comes to town, baby. Here we go. And I gotta see this play again. And he gets hit, by the way. Deshaun Watson does. Deshaun's on the field. He's down. Get him up. He's up. What a freaking, what a freaking football player, man. Understands the pressure. He sees the pressure coming too. Gets uh, offloads the ball to Kenny Stills. Makes a ballsy play. Says, hey, the game's still in reach. I'm Deshaun bleeping Watson. Watch me work, baby. Even even sees the corner blitz. Says, you know what? I'm Deshaun. I can take it. Looks looks to his... What? Play the damn game. Play it. Looks to his left. Looks to his left. Sees him. Boom. Sees him. Fires it. Sees Kenny Stills in the back of the end zone. Touchdown, Houston Texans. But Deshaun Watson, he, he holds the ball too long. He holds the ball too long. He doesn't know how to play football. He needs to use his feet to scramble. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Kenny Steele's welcome to the Houston Texans. Jesus Christ. 28-27. Misses the field goal. Gets hit. It's a tie game. What just happened? It's a tie... Fairbairn just missed. You dog dog Fairbairn kicker! Wait, they're going to replay it. The damn kicker missed an extra point. How are you going to miss an extra freaking punt? An extra kick? How are you? It's 30 yards. Randy Moss did it in, 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 in dress shoes and a suit. If you miss this, I'm throwing, I, I don't want to break my TV. My TV is an expensive TV. Okay, he didn't miss it. How, how does he go far right on one play 
straight down the middle on another play. That doesn't make any sense. You dog, get a new kicker. Why are kickers today so freaking... Vinatieri missed three kicks on Sunday. What is going on? I don't, I don't get it. Like, Vinatieri missed three. Why is it so freaking... What, what, what happened? What is going on? He missed it wide right. How do you miss it wide right? How? How? I, I don't, I don't get it. 37 seconds left. The, the, the Saints are going to win this, by the way. The Saints are behind one point. I have no idea how they're going to win this football game. They have one timeout left. Drew Brees passes it over the middle. He gains like 15, 20 yards. Oh my God. If I had watched this live, I would have been screaming my head off. They're trying to clock it, but they call a timeout. 20 something seconds left. They're, they're clocking it. They're clocking it. They only need a field goal to win this football game. Hey, hold on. Hey, Houston Texans, you know, you should, you know how, you know how Deshaun Watson has six sacks on the night? You should probably look into that offensive line thing, the thing that protects the quarterback. Deshaun Watson is already hurt again. Like, first game of the season, he's already having freaking back problems. What is going on in Houston? Get him a freaking offense, get him an offensive line. Jesus Christ, man. How is it that they draft like two guys this year and they already like they like he's already sacked six times. Ten seconds left. They may want to clock it again. Six seconds on the on the on the board. Let's see what happens. Deshaun Watson is smiling on the sideline. He's not going to be smiling for too much longer. Let's see what happens. Lutz. There we go. Second and ten. They It's six seconds left on the clock. They got to get it away quick. I would blitz. I would blitz. If I was the defensive coordinator, I would be like, I'm sending five, six guys. I either want a sack or I want a, or I want the ball out like that. You know, incomplete pass. I like the field positioning. I'm not going to play. What are they doing? Pause. Why are they rushing two? Why? Why are you doing this? I, I, I get it. I get it. You don't want them to score here. But, what, like, there's six seconds left. I, 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 I don't get it. Like, maybe it's me. Maybe it's because I have hindsight. But does it seem right on probably the final play of the game to rush two? Especially if they could just, like, just flick it off. Get better field positioning for the for the kicker. Doesn't it seem better to blitz? I mean, all of the guys. Some guys are playing press. Some guys are playing zone. Like some guys are playing off their guys. Like you know, five, uh, five, ten yards away. You know, I, I I don't know proper football terminology, but doesn't it seem like more correct to blitz? You know, to get the play over quick and just like get Drew Brees out. Get his get the get the ball out of his hands real quick. You know, make it make it a long field goal. 
I don't know. That's that's what it seems to me. I can kind of get a feeling of what's about to happen. They they blitz two. They get it over the edge. I mean, they get two. I, I, I mean, and then on top of that, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? The coverage was fucking terrible, right? They play off. I don't. I, they play off ball like five, ten yards. Like, why? Why are you giving them that much of a cushion? That's all the space that they need. You know. And on top of that, I, I mean, I guess they're looking for the deep ball, but they're not trying to convert on 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 second down. They're trying to get their guy better field positioning. Like, I I, I don't get it. I I don't get it. Like, you know it's going to be a short pass. You don't... Like, it's not going to be a deep ball. They're not trying to convert. Yeah, they're in a prevent defense. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Sees it out of the corner of his eyes. He's looking off the free safety, but he he his eyes are on are on uh, are on someone. I don't know his name. His eyes are on the wide receiver. His head is forty. He's looking. He looks off. Boom. He knows it, and they win the game. Terrible call by the Houston Texans defensive coordinator. I don't know why they were playing prevent. I'm like, wouldn't it make more sense to blitz him, get him down quick, you know, pressure quick, bad throw, like load up, load him up. 58-yard field goal. They win the game. Yeesh, man. I I don't I don't get it. I don't get why the Texans just did that. Deshaun Watson played immaculate. He played as... I mean, you want to talk about the defense losing the game? <laughs> I've never seen something that freaking terrible in my entire life. Holy frick, man. Oh, my God. I've never seen... I... I... I I don't I don't get it. I I do not get it. I you know, the Houston Texans are a joke of a football organization, man. They really really are. Um I I I really don't get why they played a prevent defense. In one of the final plays of the game. Does that make sense to you? It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. I, 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 I'm speechless. And I knew the result. It's like Romeo and Juliet. Shakespeare tells you what's about to happen. You know, the two lovers are going to die at the end of the story. And you still feel emotional about it. I... Deshaun better leave. He better find uh, the Patriots some someone. Gosh darn it, man. Those, those doggone Houston Texans are horrible. They are terrible. Diabolical. Chicanerous. Deceitful. What? Ah, oh, oh, just terrible. Terrible football organization. Terrible coaching staff. Coach, ter- terrible everything. If Deshaun Watson... If Deshaun Watson knew what he needed to do, he needed to get the hell up on out of, te- out of Houston, Texas. Perfect fit for the Houston Texans. Perfect fit for the city. The city welcoming in for, with open arms. But gosh darn it, is that team terrible. Terrible job by the Houston Texans. Hold on, let me pause it. Let me, I'm not done with my rant. Terrible job by the Houston Texans. Why the frick? Are, why are you in a pre... That, that was like watching the Dallas Cowboy game against the Packers, you know that they have to get short yardage, right? 
So prevent the short yardage. Load up the box. Force Drew Brees to, to get get something going on. Maybe have more DPs in the game. I don't know. Have something. As terrible as the Houston Texans defense played, but but then it's like Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. Deshaun had six sacks. Six sacks on the game. An insane amount of sacks. Yeah. Oh man, Deshaun Watson needs to leave Houston, man. They are they are they are a loser organization. Loser or they're gonna you know, Bill O'Brien goes to the playoffs every single year, but he doesn't do anything in the playoffs. That coaching staff, man, is terrible. They are god freaking awful. Where is it? Here it is. Check out time, ladies and gentlemen. We gotta go. This has been twenty-four. 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to try and get this Hot Take Tuesday out. Terrible game by the Houston Texans. You know what? I'm going to end the video here. This has been 24's podcast. Hosted by, obviously, me, 24. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find 24's podcast. I'm going to have another podcast with it. I, I talk about podcasts like I'm making doggone videos, but I'm going to have another one really, really soon. I don't know if I'm going to watch Bucks versus Panthers. They both suck. They're probably not going to make the playoffs this year. But we'll see. Until then, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I'll see you next time.